Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. And this is the Forged in the Barrens card review set. So we are going to go through every single card uh, by class and then uh, through the neutrals. And we are using the hero power slash coin concede scale. So let's just run through it real quick so you know... So we're all on the same page when we start giving out reviews. So one is bad, a.k.a. a wisp. Two is fringe support. So it lists abusive sergeant and Nerubian unraveler. Three is strong key support in a few decks. Bone wraith, true silver. Four is very strong. Good in several decks. Fungomancer, evil miscreant. Uh, five, to quote Dave Kozak, it's an evil card. Cube, Kelseth, Zephyrus, and six is O-P-A-F-P-L-Z nerf. So, <laughs> so we're all on the same page now. This is how it's going to go down. And Dragon Rider is going to kick us off with Demon Hunter. All right. I think are we just going down the Yep, just sheets? go down so the starting list. Starting with so legendaries. Cool. Legendaries. We'll get the uh the cool legendaries out of the way first. So the first one is uh Death Speaker Blackthorn, a seven mana, three six. Battle cry, summon three death rattle minions that cost five or less from your deck. Uh I personally gave it a two. I think it might see play if there's like a death rattle demon hunter deck, but I don't know. I'm not sold on it. Like, I don't really want to be playing this and pulling out a bunch of weak stuff. Mage, would you give it? I gave it a three. I think the power level on this card is actually quite good. Uh, the question is, as you pointed out, do I want to be playing Death Rattle Demon Hunter? Right now, I would say the answer to that question is no. But... It might happen in the next year, year plus before this rotates. And I, this is a solid payoff card for that. So I gave it a three. I think I think it will see play if Death Rattle Demon Hunter sees play. I also gave it a three. I don't know what to think of Death Rattle Demon Hunter. So I just gave it a three because like me says, the power level is good. But eh, who knows? All right, next, the other legendary we have is Kurtris Ashfallen, a four mana, three, four. Battlecry, attack the left and rightmost enemy minions. Outcast, immune this turn. I gave this a two. Um, I, I'm not sold on it. I feel like you really have to play it for the outcast to get the bigger effect. Um, but I'm not liking the stats very much. And I also feel like... This doesn't do a whole lot if the meta or your opponents are playing just big stuff. You really have to kind of hope that they just have small minions. So it also feels a little bit more meta dependent to me, Mage. Yeah, it's I, it's understated for the mana cost. The battle cry, I mean, it allows you to potentially uh, do damage to two minions. But if the first minion it attacks ends up having, you know, four or more attack, this thing dies anyway. So it might only kill one. 
Unless, of course, it's Outcast, in which case, yes, it would get to do it. But is it is it worth it? I don't think so. I gave it a two as well. It might even be a one. Yeah, I was not sure on this one. I'm not sure where the meta is looking like. You guys are probably right, but I gave it a three. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of upside, but it's probably closer to a two. So, yep. The effect is interesting. It just yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving into epics, we have Sigil of Flame, a two mana fell spell. At the start of your next turn, deal three damage to all minions. Um, I gave this one a three. I think this is a really cool thing to like. You set up, you play it, and it's going to trigger at the start of your you know your next turn. And as far as I know, there's no way for your opponent to stop that. So it's, it's kind of cool. Like it, I feel like it has some good gameplay uh, where they know it's coming so they can not play things or, or whatever. But um, it's interesting, and I think it has a powerful effect, so I think it will see play. So um, I liked it and gave it a three. You, uh, you're right in that it's powerful. It is not cool. I am not going to like playing against this card. This card sucks to play against. I think about the I think about the the uh, the imprisoned observer for for mage. You know it's coming, and you're just kind of locked out of playing anything. And this costs two mana, and it's just as on. It's just as difficult to deal with. It is at least a three. It's probably in any sort of control demon hunter that there might be it it might even see play in some mid-range sort of thing or something that you require some stall maybe your death rattle demon hunter deck needs this sort of thing as well because it pops some death rattles but this is a good card and it's going to be a pain to deal with i also gave it a three i feel like uh it is probably going to be a strong supports card in perhaps a soul fragment demon hunter um essentially can go off on the same turn three like uh shard shatter mystic used to so i gave it a three all right next epic is four mana four four a vengeful spirit outcast draw two death rattle minions uh i gave this a two i feel like this is something you probably want to play if you're playing like a death rattle deck uh and honestly the only reason i think i gave it a two over a one is drawing something specific instead of just saying, like, draw two cards. Which actually, honestly, that might be better even. But the death rattle things, like, I don't know. <sighs> I'm, like, I'm torn because I don't know about the death rattle stuff in Demon Hunter. But also, history-wise, like, drawing something specific from your deck has always been a powerful effect. So I like it because of that. But then there's, like, eh, death rattles, I don't know. What do you think, Mage? Yeah, I gave I gave it a one because it's draw two death rattle minions. So I, I inverse looked at yeah. that. I'd rather just draw two cards and and be because I I don't know. This does require, I think, you need you do need to run death rattle minions for this card to be of any use to you. And because it's in the outcast position for you to actually draw those cards, you're probably looking at a four mana four four most of the time, which most people don't want to play. So I think I think it's a one. You you do make a valid point that draw drawing specific cards tends to be pretty powerful. It's just again, 
It's a death rattle. It's talking about death rattle. So if you're playing death rattle demon hunter, you're probably playing this. If you're not playing death rattle demon hunter, you're probably not playing this. So I gave it a two. I feel like it is the definition of a fringe support card. It works in one deck and one deck only. It does something fair for its cost. So yeah, I'm okay with it as a two. I see. I think I think that deck probably runs something different for card draw than even this. That's why I gave it a one. Hmm. Skull. Yes. I mean, skull. Skull. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, moving into the rares, we have Razorfen Beastmaster, a three mana three three death rattle. Summon a death rattle minion that costs four or less from your hand. I gave it a one. I don't know, like, it's decent stats, but uh, it also requires you, again, to be playing the Death Rattle stuff. You have to have that Death Rattle in your hand, and this has to get killed first for that to go off. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really not sold in the Death Rattle stuff. I I actually like this a lot better than the Vengeful Spirit. I think this is a card that actually is worth playing if you're playing Death Rattle Demon Hunter. I gave it a two because I think it, it it is a support card. I think about the uh, the hunter mech that would draw another that that would draw another deck from your draw another mech from your deck. Ursatron, a little bit different because it has to be in your hand, but um, I, I I think this is along that same lines of power level where I think it's just important to run to train not have to pay for your death rattle death rattle minions to get on the board but potentially at least your smaller ones yeah i went a little higher i gave it a three i think it's decent for what it does so i mean this is all i don't know what death rattle demon hunter is going to do so i was like uh, i'm gonna play on the side of caution i gave it a three so it's probably a two but i i'll stick with three on that one so Uh, The next we have is Sigil of Silence, a zero mana shadow spell. At the start of your next turn, silence all enemy minions. Uh, I gave it a one. Like, the effect seems cool, but at the same time, it's like, do we really want to be doing that? Do we want to be playing this in our deck and taking up a slot to include this? Uh... I don't know. I feel like maybe there is some weird off fringe case where this is going to be great, but that seems so reliant on the meta. And I just don't see that happening. We've had other like complete board silence effects and they're only really good if you discover them from something else anyways. So yeah, I gave it a one. Yeah. This feels like it's too easy to play around. If you're the opponent, you just try not to, to get a lot of value on the board for this. Uh, zero mana means you can cast it at any time, which is nice, but at the same time, it does take up a spot in your deck and in your hand. And yeah, I don't see myself running this, so I gave it a one as well. Ah, well, I gave it a three. I thought the effect was interesting enough and a free silence, free board silence. I figured it was at least worth looking at, so I went a little high on that yeah. one, so yep. I mean, if you were dealing with like a a res priest or a taunt druid or something like that, that you're going to have to get through a bunch of minions in order to hit face, I could definitely see this having more 
more power or seeing it get in into decks, but I'm not sure if that's going that's I, gonna be the situation. I feel like I feel like it's going to be a fringe card in all honesty. It, I feel like it's probably more suited at a two. Like I feel like something will run it just because mm-hmm. of the utility of it. Because you know, silent the um silence mana, whatever it is, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um does one card, but if you have a load of things in your way, this could be a lifesaver, so. Right. Yep. Alright, next we have Tusk Piercer, a Demon Hunter weapon, one mana, one attack, two durability, Death Rattle, draw a Death Rattle minion. Uh, I gave this a two, because I think, you know, again, if you're running the Death Rattle stuff, you probably slot this in. I feel like if this were more like Ankar, where every time you attacked with it, you drew a Death Rattle minion, that would be even better, and that that would probably see more play. But I'm not sold on this otherwise. A one mana minion or one mana weapon that basically is two hero powers and draw a card seems pretty solid to me. Even if it does is narrowed to draw a Death Rattle minion, it's definitely running in a Death Rattle deck. Probably not running much place else. I gave it a two. I think I think it's solid for for what it does, though. I also gave it a two for those exact reasons. <laughs> okay, uh, so now going into the commons, uh, we have Fury, a ranked spell, a one mana fell spell. Give your hero plus two attack this turn, and then at five mana it gets three attack, and then at ten mana it's four attack. I personally love this one. I gave it a four uh, just because I have played a lot of like the aggro demon hunter and stuff like that. And cheap additional attack is always good. So I like this one a lot and I gave it a four. I think it's strong. I don't know if it's quite a four strong for me. I gave it a three. We're in a world without twin slice. This seems like a, a pretty solid option on buffing your attack so I think it's going to see play, um, and you're def- probably running two of these, and you're probably happy with it whenever you end up using it. So, yeah, give it a three. I gave it a four. I think it's a really strong, that just scales with your, I think you're probably most happy getting it a- after turn five, but, like, that's probably about the time you want to kill with a more aggressive deck, but even with, like, sold, like, a Fragment Demon Hunter, getting plus four for one card for one mana is pretty good. So, yeah. I like it. Alright, next we have Razor Boar, a two mana, two, two beast. Death Rattle, summon a Death Rattle minion that costs three or less from your hand. Again, two, same thing I've been saying with all the other Death Rattle stuff. I gave this a two as well. Just like I think the Razorfin Beastmaster is better than this. This is a mana cheaper. It does actually give you potentially a more powerful minion. You could actually summon the Razorfin Beastmaster from the Razor Boar, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I I like the I I think the three mana three three is the best of these. So I gave this a two, but I think it's slots below that. I gave it a three. I feel like if you're going to run it, it's the package. So I guess like, yeah, I'll just give it a three. So, yep, there we go. <laughs> All right. And the last card is Vile Call, a three mana spell. Summon two, two, two demons with lifesteal. Uh, I gave this one a two as well. I can see this maybe being played in like some 
tokeny demon hunter, um, very similar to the uh, what is it? The guardian? It's the, the druid one that puts out the one twos with life steal. Um, Dreamway Guardians. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, I I kind of like it in something like that. I, I mean, you get four four worth of stats for three, but I feel like that's not going to be played in every deck. That's kind of fringe. So two for me. Gave it a two as well. I equated it to the the druid the druid cards as well. Uh, I think there might be a tokeny sort of demon hunter deck, or or we know there's an aggre- there has been an aggressive demon hunter deck in the past. This gives you some life steal in addition, so it's kind of annoying to deal with if you're the opponent. So I could see this seeing a little bit of play. I give it a two. I gave it a two as well. That's basically where I was at. It it's okay. So a deck might play it, but it's not it's not great. So that wraps up Demon Hunter. Mage, you want to start us on Druid? Yes. So Druid's got an interesting set of cards here, and we're going to start off with the legendary Gruff Rune Totem. Three mana, two, four legendary that says, after you cast a nature spell, give another friendly minion plus two plus two. Seems like everywhere I read this, they think this is really powerful. One of the most powerful set cards in the set. And I am here to tell you, I agree with those people. I gave this the lone five that I gave in the set. Uh, Druid's going to run nature spells. They're going to presumably have minions on the board to get the buff. So I gave this a five. I think it's I think it's potentially really powerful. Dragon, would you give this? Uh, I gave this a four. I do like the effect. I think it's pretty powerful. Um, I feel like people might be overhyping it slightly, so that's why I gave it a no four. Way. And a there, five. There's no way we could be doing that. <laughs> Absolutely no way. I don't. I I feel like I also tend to overvalue cards, so I did try a little bit to be more critical in in this review. Um, I, like, I really like it, and I love it. I've been playing some Token Druid and stuff like that. I think this could slot into that pretty easily. Um, the only downside I see is you'd have to, if you really want to get the effect, you kind of have to play this and play at least something else, plus some spells. So, I, like, it seems like a lot, so you're probably not doing this till later in the game, which is why I gave it a 4 instead of a 5. I gave it a 3. <laughs> I... Like, I'm like, this sounds good. This sounds great on paper. And those are the cards that I always, like, go, like, to the moon with. So I'm like, I'm going to reel back my expectations. And I'll just go give it a nice, safe three. So, cats, so you're aware, Innervate and Lightning Bloom are both nature spells, I believe. So that gives you mana to be able to cast more, more nature spells. And you could just play this, like, if you already have a minion on the board, you just play this, and then you go off with nature spells. And then that minion gets yeah. huge, and then your opponent has to deal with it. Or multiple minions. It's- I guess I guess I feel like that's the catch for me, too, is, like, it specifically states another minion. Like, if this could buff itself, this would be, like, <laughs> you know, please nerf. This, like, this would be yeah, way this, too yeah. good. But, so I guess that's why I, I was like, eh, maybe it won't be as effective as people think. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. This is definitely time will tell on that one. 
All right. The other druid legendary is Plague Maw the Rotting. Four mana, three, four that says after a friendly minion with taunt dies, summon a new copy of it without taunt. I honestly have no idea what to think of this card. There are some very interesting taunts that if they die and come back without like their battle cry and stuff, I'm thinking about some of those injured uh, 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 taunts that we're going to probably talk about later. This could be kind of good, but it feels like like a taunt druid sort of that card and i'm not sure that's a thing so i gave this a two i'm not sure what to do with it one i hate it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like i the big thing for me with this one is that i feel like generally the taunt minions that i'm running in decks or that i really want to have i'm running them because they have taunt like i'm running them for the taunt i'm not running them for whatever else they have. So to bring them back without taunt is like, why? I mean, it's free stats. Why do I want this? It's it's free stats for free. (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, but that you have to have the taunt minion and this on board and then make sure that your taunt minion dies. Mm -hmm. There's like, well, I don't know. I mean, people scoffed at Hydronox when it came out too. So, um, Th- this is a good card to pair with Hadronox. I just don't know that this is the Hadronox that you're going to I, run. I, for, I'm, to I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it is. I gave it a three. Like I, I think the effect is interesting enough that warrants some some investigation. So, like, I'm not saying it's going to be the best card in the set, but like, yeah, I, I just, yeah. I just think it's interesting. Oh. Without a doubt. Uh, what also is interesting is the first epic spell that we're going to be talking about, Celestial Alignment. It is a seven-mana arcane spell that says, set each player to zero mana crystals, set the cost of cards in all hands and decks to one. This is the epitome of a build-around card. Uh, I There was a lot of play with this card during the theory crafting streams and to some decent results i i think it's really interesting uh i don't know if i want to play it but i there's definitely going to be people that do i think it's a two and i wouldn't be surprised if it's better than that yeah i gave it a three i think it's probably going to see play i think it's going to be decent and there's going to be something built around this um but the cost is a little bit like of a hesitation for me although you know you you mentioned this earlier but the lightning bloom exists so uh, do we really even look at the mana cost of druid cards like no so i gave it a three i gave it a two like it has a very intriguing cost uh or an intriguing effect it does something very unique and it seems very powerful and i'm not saying it's not but like it kind of kicks some of the really good things druid can do right now it ends corrupt like you can't corrupt anything once you play this card because everything costs one so you cannot literally corrupt so like some of the big like carnival clown stuff but I mean, you could still do other things. But so I'm like, it. I, I feel like it's a high roll 
like you need things to go very right and other decks can still like just outrace you so i'm like i feel like yes this is a very interesting because this is like you can do so many big things very quickly but at the same point in time it feels like very hit or miss so uh, you know you have to draw the good hand you have to draw this card so like i gave it a two yeah, it's being it's a build around card, it's definitely key in the deck that you're building around this, but where it sees play outside of that, I mean that's the deck. Though this is this is gonna be in that deck and it's not gonna be anywhere else, but it's gonna be good in that one deck if if we can figure out the proper way to build that deck. Druid of the Plains is the other epic for Druid, seven mana seven six beast with rush. And has the new keyword frenzy that says transform into a six seven Kodo with taunt. Uh seven mana rush that becomes a six seven taunt if it doesn't die seems really powerful, especially if you can do it on turn five or earlier because you're druid and you have innervate and lightning bloom to deal with. I gave this a three. I Normally, I wouldn't think this would necessarily see a lot of play, but the the frenzy on this becoming a big taunt afterwards, I think it's good enough that it is actually going to see play. I guess I kind of went the opposite last. You rated two, and I gave three. This one, you gave three. I gave two. I don't know. I, I'm just unsure. This is one that's like, I feel like it's either going to be terrible or it's going to be amazing and be everywhere. <laughs> I don't really know how to rate it, so... I felt like doing that, I just decided to go with a two. I went with a three. I think it's a super, it can be a very powerful effect, um, especially as it refreshes as a six, seven. So seems seems pretty solid for me and was like a multiple deck kind of support card. So that's where I went. All right, into the rare cards, we have Living Seed. This is the ranked spell for Druid. It is a two-mana nature spell that says draw a beast, reduce its cost by one. Uh, at five mana, it reduces by two, and at ten mana, it reduces its cost by three. Targeted, um, targeted draw is pretty solid. There's some beasts that you would want to draw. I, I think this could see play, but I don't know how key it is to a deck. So I gave it a two, but I think I think it's I think it's okay. Yeah, I also gave it a two. I'm not sure on this one right now. I feel like just drawing a beast when things like guardian animals already exist uh, just doesn't feel quite as good unless you're really trying to run either cheaper beasts or more expensive beasts then maybe that becomes relevant um so i guess we'll have to see like maybe this works with the one we just talked about that druid of the plains with that rush minion and gives it a discount that could be something potentially but i feel like again that's it's probably only being run in specific decks so gave it a two i gave it a three i think i think the card has a lot of potential upsides and I like I so I'll give you a quick just a real quick I gave a lot of things a three that I might not normally give threes because of we're in a new corset like this is a whole new world so I'm erring on the side of like let's just go a little bit more towards the middle on these card reviews so that's where I ended up Okay, Mark of the Spike Shell is a two-mana nature spell that says give a minion plus two plus two. 
if it is taunt, add a copy of it to your hand. Um, this is, I mean, if you're playing a bunch of taunts, this is okay. Gives you another taunt and buffs, buffs a minion. That seems okay. It potentially is a decent card to go with the legendary Plague Maw. But I don't, I, I don't know if that's deck. So I gave it a two. I, I think it's, I think it's okay if you're running those things. But I don't know if it's key. Um, I gave this one a three. Random question, because uh, we talked about this in our Amberflight gaming review, and I guess none of us could answer it. Do either of you guys know when you give this right? So you buff the thing, and if it has taunt, then it says if it has taunt, add a copy to your hand. Does it give you a copy with that buff on it? I would imagine not. I would assume it's just a copy of the minion. That's what we thought, but it specifically there's a period in between, and yeah, then it states that. So I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like it's really good. Like it's even better if the copy that you get gets that plus two plus two <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not how it works, but I feel like this is a much better card. Like probably even four. I would rate it a four if it gives you the buff. Um, but I gave it a three. I think it's still solid. And two for a plus two plus two is pretty good. Yeah, potential upside after that. I gave it a three as well. So, okay, Razor Main Battle Guard, two mana, two three minion that says the first taunt minion you play each turn costs two less. Uh, I mean, if you're running Mark's Mark of the Spike Shell and you're running taunts and you're maybe running the Plague Maw of the Rotting, this is probably a pretty important card to have in the in that deck, but I'm not sure if you're doing that. So I think this is a powerful effect. So I gave it a three. I'm not a hundred percent sure how important it's going to be to the meta as a whole. Yep. I gave it a three, kind of the same thinking there. Like it's great if you're running taunts. I mean, basically you get this minion for free. Um, I like the fact that it's just, you know, it's like a repetitive effect. So if this sticks around, you can get multiple discounts, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I gave it a three as well. I feel like it's a card that immediately pays for itself. So into the commons, we go pride's fury is a four mana spell that says, give your minions plus one plus three. So if you're doing tokeny sort of stuff, have lots of minions on the board. This makes them a lot more difficult to remove. Um, Seems like another nice buff like uh, Arbor Up, though this is not nearly as good as Arbor Up. I gave it a two, but it's this is might be or probably good enough to run in a token druid deck if you're if you're doing that. Yeah, I gave it a three. I basically same reasons. I I love token druid. I think this is great for that. Um, and. It, Playing it off of something like Nature Studies, you can get it for three, which also seems great. So, yeah, I like it. Um, I went with a four on this. I think it does a lot. is a very, very strong card for uh, token decks, especially with Savage Roar being gone after, after this. And the plus three health on your token minions makes them insanely, insanely more resilient, which means... You're you're that's more repetitive damage for your for your tokens. So I think this is going to be very, very prevalent. I feel like tokens give you a very prevalent deck, and this like 
put some like real punch into um and some resiliency into your normal token so okay the thick hide kodo is a four mana three five beast with taunt that says death rattle gain five armor I mean, there's nothing flashy about this card. I think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's actually kind of solid, as it, as it were. Um, I don't know if it's good enough to see play, though. Is the, is the thing? Uh, it's basically a shield master, shield master with a death rattle. That doesn't see play unless you're playing classic. I gave this a two. I gave it a one. I kind of agree. I don't think it's really going to be great. I mean, maybe it's worth the two if you're going to go for some sort of like death rattle druid thing. And then maybe you want to run this. But otherwise, it's fine. But I don't think it's good enough to actually just be included in a deck. I gave it a three. I think I think it's a solid. It's a solid body, a shape that druid's pretty familiar with running. And it heals you for five. And potentially has a combo to heal you for ten, uh, for four mana. So, um, I think it's good. And keep in mind, Baron Rivendare is also a card that's going to be playable too. So, there's Death Rattles. Keep that in mind. Death Rattles have the potential to be triggered twice too, in this year's core set. So, I kind of that's kind of another reason I valued. Death Rattle cards a little bit higher, maybe, than, than what they should be. Thorn Growth Centuries is the last spell. It is a two mana nature spell that says summon two, one, two turtles with taunt. Eh. I mean, we have a the Dreamaway Guardians, those are okay on turn two. This is probably just as good. It has taunt, so maybe it helps you keep your other token things alive a little bit longer. I think it's okay. It's a pretty solid token card. I gave it a I gave it a two, but it could be a three in in that token deck. Yeah, I gave it a three for that. And again, I mentioned this other druid card earlier, but the Dreamway Guardians kind of reminds me of that. These ones have taunt instead of the life steal, but still decent stats. And this is a nature spell that can work with that legendary and some other stuff. So. I think it's good. I actually gave it a four because Dreamway Guardians is going away. So Dreamway Guardians is yes. gone. Yeah. So I feel like this card is going to see a lot of love just out of the gate. It's something that is in a very strong deck that already sees a lot of play. And this is going to slot right in. So I'm just like, this is literally going to replace Dreamway Guardians. Like it'll hit the second, you know, so that's why I went with a four. All right, you've convinced me. It's a three now. I've got it a three. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's move into Hunter, and we will go ahead and start with the legendaries. And first up, we have Barak Kodobane. It is a five mana, three, five. Battle Cry, draw a one, two, and three cost spell. Um, I'm not sure what it's going to be used in, but being very targeted on your draws i gave it a four like it's it's got fine stats and it does something that is extremely powerful so i gave it a four uh mage oh i 
I will go. This seems like a solid card. I it's it's a three five minion that draws three spells. Presumably, you have spells in your deck that you want to draw. So, I I think I think Hunter is going to run this. I think Hunter is going to actually like if you play this on curve, you're going to be very happy a lot of times. So I gave this a three. It might it probably is a four though because I think you're probably running this in just about every hunter deck. I think it's that good. Oh yeah, I gave it a 5. I love this card. I I think it's solid basically everything you just said, Mage. Like I think it can be used in a lot of different ways. Just the fact that it's those different cost spells. You don't have to use it for all 3, like even just drawing 2. But again, it's kind of specific in terms of like you can really build the deck to know exactly what you're going to draw. So that makes it even better. It's you know, fine stats. Uh, and I am going to be testing this in Lock and Load Hunter. <laughs> yes. Nice. There you go. Okay. Then we have Tavish Stormpike. Three mana, two five. After a friendly beast attacks, summon a beast from your deck that costs one less. Um, I gave this a four. I feel like that's another powerful effect. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure if Beast Hunter, how much Beast Hunter is going to be a thing. But even, like, it feels like if it is a thing, that's going to be a very valuable card. So I give it a four. I like the effect. I gave this a three. And the reason I gave this a three is I, I'm not doubting that this is a strong effect. The The thing that I look at is... This seems difficult to use because what you want is you want to be able to have rush minions. You want to have minions that can attack so that way you can keep drawing things from your deck. But the things you draw from your deck, you ideally want those to have rush or charge so that you can keep this train moving. And so I'm not quite sure what the ideal spot or turn to play this is and and how do you you know how how do you maximize what you're getting off this card and do you need to use like the pack hunter we're going to talk about in a minute in order to really get some value from this i'm not quite sure so i gave it a three i i realize it's powerful i'm just not quite sure how to how it's going to play out yeah i gave it a four i think initially i was probably leaning towards five but i kind of came down a little bit because of the same reason there's no hunter bias here at all (laughs) no no i don't i don't like hunter or anything i i feel like the last couple sets though to be fair like the legendaries especially for hunter have kind of been like uh so to see some that are like oh this is this might be good i'm kind of excited for that um but this one like i feel like you don't need to get as much value as a lot of people think from this for it to be good and i think that's why i gave it the four um just because you know after a friendly beast attacks summon another beast from the deck so you're getting something pulled out of the deck automatically you can have a beast on board and then play this and trade that in and get something so like you can get almost immediate effect if, if you have a little bit of setup so i think it's pretty good i gave it a four is is Tundra Rhino still going to be in in uh, standard for another year? I think so. I'm not 100%. Because, because Tundra Rhino seems like a great card to play with this, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a five mana beast with Rush. And so you play that and then you get a four cost beast from your deck as well. That to me seems like the best case scenario. 
And so then it was like, well, where where does it go from there if it's not that? And that's what I was having. I mean, it's with. you've got that the the rhino, the stampeding rhino, the one that's the five five that the excess that, damage. That's the one. That's the that's the one I was referring yes. to, not the Chandra rhino. Yeah, not the two five that makes everything charge. The five five where this, the excess yeah. damage goes to face. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. that that yes. makes the charge really solid then too. Because yes, it's, yeah, that, and that's still going to be in play. Yeah. That that seems like the best case scenario to me. Like that seems to get you a really good value for this card, and it's just, I'm not, I'm not, you know, what other things like that could I see actually happening? Yeah, and I wasn't sure. All right, next uh, we go to the epics with Coal Car Pack Runner. It's a two mana two three. After you cast a spell, summon a one one hyena with rush. I give this a three. It's got a good hunter-sized body. Um, you're probably going to have some cheap spells. And an extra 1-1 one, one rush is pretty all right. So I figure this is going to be a strong support card. 1-1 one, one rushes are actually really, really powerful. Exactly. Uh, e- even even in a world where there is uh, pen flingers, 1-1 one, 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 one rushers are still pretty powerful. So, and, and, you know, most any deck hunter or whatever is running a fair number of spells. So I feel like you can uh, control the board with a card like this pretty easily. And so I gave this a three. I think it's a very solid card and you're going to, you're going to play it and you're going to be able to, to take down some minions, may even be able to push some face damage at the same time. And uh, you'll, you'll be pretty happy with it. Yep, I also gave it a three. Um, you know, uh, it's cheap cost, and after you cast a spell, which works perfectly with lock and load, so I might try that in lock. I, I'm I'm so excited for lock and load hunter. I'm gonna try so many combinations. I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell. How, <laughs> yeah, it's really really. Is... Yeah, no, I don't imagine. Okay, so so like the last two years, every time a new expansion or new cards come out, I always would try to make Highlander Palette and work. And now we're losing the Highlander cards. Now I got to make something else, my new shtick that I try every time we get something. So, you know, maybe, maybe uh, Lock and Load Hunter is that thing. And so I value these cards. Like, can I play it in Lock and Load Hunter? No? Yes? Okay. But I gave it a three. I think basically the same things you guys said. Like, it's, it's decent stats. The one run rushers are great. The one run rushers are beast, which there's other cards in Hunter that work with beast stuff. So, yeah, I'm. Kind of excited for this. It seems cool. Next up, we have Warsong Wrangler. Four mana, three, four. Battlecry, discover a beast in your deck. Give all copy of it, plus two, plus one, wherever they are. So, that seems pretty uh, useful. So, I give it a three. It, But it can even buff things on the board. So, yeah. I gave it a three. It seems like a solid card. So because this is discovered, does that mean you draw a no, 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 draw it no, as well? I think it's... so. Because I asked that yesterday, too, when we were doing our AFG review, and everybody huh. was like, yeah, I think you draw it. Because otherwise it would say discover a copy of a beast in your deck, and this just says discover a beast in your deck. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought it would give you a, like well, a third one. Yeah. The, the the question is, I guess, are you drawing a card with this, or are yeah, you just you, finding a beast, 
buffing it and then it goes back into the deck and you No, you I know. think I think now that the way everything's always been worded, discover like priest, discover a spell in your deck, like it draws it. So right. like yeah. yeah that's yeah. yeah. So you so get a copy that- and you give it plus two one plus one and you could potentially buff another one that may have already even be on the board. Yeah. So I I mean, four mana, three, four by itself seems a little understated. You wouldn't necessarily want to do this. But, I mean, if you're drawing a card and buffing it at the same time and potentially buffing one or more other cards that might be in play, might be in your deck, might be in your hand, whatever, this has the potential of being really powerful. And so this is a strong three to me and, and might even be like a four. Oh, okay. So I actually went the kind of the opposite direction. I gave this a two. I feel like the fact that you're not getting an extra one, because that's what I initially thought. I was like, cool, we get like a third copy of the beast. And then like, that's great. But uh, I don't know, maybe it works out. But you might also have to really build your deck specifically to only have a certain number of beasts to really get the value you're looking for off of that buff. And generally, I feel like the buffs are a little bit slow sometimes. So I don't know. I feel like it only goes in specific decks, and so I gave it a two. Okay, then we go to rares. And first we have Prospector's Caravan. It is a two-mana, one-three at the start of your turn. Give all minions in your hand plus one, plus one. I gave this one a one because it is trash and utter... Yeah, it's a dumpster fire. The The only benefit is that it has taunt because no one's going to let that sit on board if they can help it. So, But why wouldn't you be playing a face stalker? Just play a face stalker. Way better. <laughs> I gave this a two. You're, you you want to talk about slow. <laughs> this thing is slow. It The only benefit is it's, it's buffing things in your hand. But we've had things forever that have buffed cards in your hand. And how good have any of those things been? Almost universally terrible. Not good. Um, so so this is this is the it's too easy to kill. You're probably you're probably going to want to play a minion that actually does something more than you than you want to play this because you're not going to see even plus one plus one in most cases. And you definitely aren't going to see more than that. It's the one for me as well. I will preface. I think there is one of the caravans that I rated slightly higher than a one. Just all of them. I, I just don't like the start of your turn effect. I feel like for these to be good, if they were an end of turn effect, so at least you got that value one once. time. Yeah. Now this might have to be like, you know, give a minion in your hand plus one plus one. Cause if you got it at the end of the turn and immediately got like, you know, six, six, seven, seven worth of stats, that might be a little much, but I just don't like the start of the end or start of the turn effects very much at all. Okay. Next we have Sunscale Raptor. It is a one mana, one three. Uh, it is a beast. According, um, so it is a frenzy. Shuffle a Sunscale Raptor into your deck with a permanent plus two plus one. Um, I gave this a four. This is um, it's got a very good frenzy effect, and uh, dwarven sharpshooters going away. So this is going to be the new one drop in 
Hunter. Like it just it's got the body. It's got a good effect. There's probably you drop this on turn one. It's probably gonna get frenzied. So you get a, you get a three four raptor for one, at very least. So like I think this is probably a pretty hot card. Gonna go in a lot of decks. Yeah, this is a four. This is a staple for Hunter until it rotates out of standard. You're just going to play this. They had Dire Mole, which was a neutral card that may have may as well have been a Hunter card for as much as play as it saw in Hunter. This is going to be that ubiquitous. It's going to be in every Hunter deck. You're going to start with this, whether you're playing Beasts, whether you're playing, you know, I, th- there's there's unless you're doing some sort of big Hunter thing, this is going to be in a, in your Hunter deck. And you're going to be happy it's there, too. Yep. Four for me. Love this card. It's fantastic. Keeps growing and getting larger like every time. Um, super cool effect. I really like it. Uh, Hunter loves one drops. Definitely need those. And uh, I, I feel like the only case where you might not be running this is if you really are tailoring to get like specific beast draws or something and you would rather draw something big. But... I'm not sure if that's going to be a valid archetype or not. So we'll see. Then we, and it, and it should be, I was just going to say, it should be noted that even without the frenzy, a one mana one. Yeah, exactly. It's just a solid yes, card. Exactly. Yep. So exactly. this is, this is a good card with even better upside. Precisely. So then we have tame beast. It is a two mana spell. Uh, it is a ranked spell. Summon a 2-2 Beast with Rush. At uh, You get a 4-4 at 5 and a 6-6 at 10. Um, I gave this a 4. I feel like this is a rushing card that you're going to be happy to play, like, no matter when you get it. So, like, the later you go, you go into the game, but, like, like I, I, when I look at these cards, I consider... Generally, what would happen at turn five in a four-four with rush at turn five for f- two seems real solid for me. So I give it a four. I don't, I don't have it ranked quite that high, but it is, it is really good. It, it's good. It's going to see play. I gave it a three. Well, that's okay. I scored it plenty high. I gave it a five. Okay. I love this card. I can see that. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I love most of these hunter cards. Um, rush is good. We just talked earlier about how one, one rushers are good, Well, this is even better. You could potentially be getting a six, six for the two mana. Um, I, for some reason, cannot remember the name of that twin spell. The, uh, was it six cost? You get a five five rush and the twin spell. Uh, yeah, Unleash beast. Unleash yes. like beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, like people played that a lot, and I mean, I feel like you're getting somewhat even better value. You don't get the twin spell with it, but for two, and you're getting a, a beast. Then this is fantastic. I love it, and it's a spell. So lock and load, hunter. Let's go. All right. Next we have Pack Kodo. It is a common. It's a three mana, three, three beast. Battle cry, discover a beast, secret, or weapon. Um, I gave this a one. <laughs> it reminds me of that, uh, that spell in Druid or in, in Warrior, where it's like discover a mech warrior or lackey, it, it, one of each. Like, I just feel like th- there's too much that can go wrong in, in that pool 
to to be good. And it's a three mana three three, so the stats are okay. It might be a two. I don't really see any deck running this personally. So I just I just feel like it sounds good on paper. It sounds good on paper. And then you can be like, well, that's a crappy beast. That's a bad weapon. And I don't need that secret. So like it, it just it's just too much when you're discovering three different things. That's why Ringling Rifle is good because you get to discover th- one of three secrets. You get one option of each. So like it, it's just it just seems way too inconsistent. Daring, I hate to say you're wrong, but you're wrong. Okay. This is this is a strong card, and I think it's going to be very happy or very handy to have, and you'll be very happy with what it, most every option you're going to be offered. Weapons typically are always going to be useful. I, there's going to be very few weapons that aren't going to be useful. If there's a situation where you don't need a weapon, uh, you know, there's a number of beasts that are going to be solid and the the secret pool is going to be uh, a lot smaller, at least initially here for this expansion. So I, I feel like when you're playing this card, it, you're going to play it because you either have something specific that you might be looking for or you're just going to be fine with pretty much anything. And like if you get Renling's rifle off this, you are going to be really happy about it because that's just going to be a ton of value. And, and I think you'll run this because you want that or you want to get, uh, you know, you want to get another copy of a secret that you already have two of in the deck or you want you just happen to need another play down the road on turn four, turn five. And so maybe the beast that you'll get offered is, is going to be good. So I think I think this is good enough that it is going to be a key contributor in in a number of decks. Yeah, I gave it a solid three. I don't think it's played in probably every single Hunter deck, but I think it's good enough that it will see play, and I think it's going to be possibly built around in some of them, or or at least a good enough support card that you could run this. Plus, like, the stats are fine. Even, like, you you know, just a 3-3 three, three for 3 is not bad. Plus, it has the beast tag, so you can work with that, too. So, I like it. My, it's one of those. It's one of those cards like the dragon, the three mana dragon that you ran, just because it discovered you another dragon. This is yeah. just a card that replaces itself in your hand with something that you actually get to decide how you you know get potentially to get a, a useful option based on your situation. My my counter argument there, you hunter's pack. Hunter pack exists and no one plays it. The three mana get one of each. So essentially it's it's got a 3/3 body on which makes a difference but it's a card that gives you all three of those one of each and no one played uh, isn't it. Isn't this going to give one of each? No. I thought that's how it works. It's going to it's, it's going it, to offer gonna you one, one of, each. of e- one of each. It's going to offer you one beast, one secret, one weapon then you get to choose do you want the beast, do you want the secret or do you want the weapon? Exactly. Oh. Then I might make that a four. I like that even more, honestly. If you get to choose, like, if you get, so you you get a discover of the three options, and then that brings up another discover of three. No, 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 no. 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 It's like the warrior spell. You get, you get one of the card, one of the discover option will be a beast. One of them will be a weapon, and one of them will be a secret. And you pick oh, one. Okay. Yeah, that, so you get one of each. Yes. One beast, mm-hmm. one. Yeah, okay, exactly. that's what I thought. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I was saying. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just I just feel like Hunter's pack exists, and putting a three three body on it doesn't change it that much for me. So, but I could. Be I wrong feel like with the that. difference though is like Hunter's pack was a spell, so you didn't get a body with yeah. it. Yeah, and then also it just gave you random stuff into your hand, right? I mean, so I mean, it's the same exact. It's it's the same exact thing. Like if you were to play that, except for without a body, you get three things. You don't get to pick which you, you just got a beast, a, a a a weapon, and a uh, secret. So you got all you got one of each. You don't have a you. You get to pick one of the three instead. I, yeah. So, so yeah. So I'd rather I'd rather have the three three on the board and one card than I would no minion on the board and three cards in my That's hand fair. for that same yeah. mana cost. Yes, I was just I was just giving you my logic on why I rated it how I did. So. Sure. Alright, so let's hurry up here. <laughs> uh, piercing <laughs> shot. We have, it's a four mana six, deal six damage to a minion. Excess damage uh, let, uh, hits the uh, enemy hero. Excuse me. I gave this a three. Um, it's possibly a four. Um, the we don't have kill command anymore, but this can essentially do five damage to a one, you know, one one damage to a minion, five to the rest of the hero. So it's a good spell that doesn't have any prerequisites. It's four mana, but it still can kill and go face. So I think Hunter likes it a lot. Yeah, I, I like the spill over the excess damage hitting the hero i think it's really good it reminds me of explosive runes from from uh mage which i absolutely love as a card we've talked about that a few weeks ago uh i gave this a a strong three i think you are there's it's not going to be in every hunter deck but if you're doing mid-range to more aggressive uh things you're you you probably running this to Deal with a minion that you don't really want to trade into, but you also want to push a little face damage at the same time. This will do that. I gave this a four. I love it. I think it's strong for the same reasons that you guys listed. Uh, Yeah, it reminds me of the runes. It reminds me of trampling rhino. It reminds me of the uh, corrosive breath, except for that it doesn't require you to have a dragon in your hand. And this is a little bit more flexible in terms of like, you get to choose kind of like the trampling rhino. Do you want to kill something bigger and have no damage to face? Or do you want to kill something small and have more damage that goes to face? So it feels flexible. And I like it a lot. And it's also a decent spell to use with lock and load. <laughs> well, then you're going to love this next one. Wound Prey this is a one mana de- a spell. Deal one damage. Summon a one one hyena with rush. I have this listed as a solid three. Like... It has a very, very solid effect, especially on turn one, and later on it still gives you some pretty some pretty nice flexibility. It's like a more flexible arcane shot, so I gave it a three. It feels really solid. I gave it a two. I, I think that it's actually... So we've seen this card before in, in Hunter. It had There was a one-mana spell that did one damage and summoned a one-one beast but it did, didn't did it have, have rush. rush yeah i think rush makes a uh, huge difference on this it does it does um that that card didn't see like it wasn't in every deck but did see a fair amount of play uh to me this is an abusive sergeant type spell in that it, it makes sense if you're doing lock and load or you're doing you just need something to fill out your deck 
uh, this this can do that, but I don't think it's in every deck. So I gave it a two. I gave it a four. This actually might be one of my favorite cards from this whole set. I just I love this card. I think it's I think it's flexible. It does all of the same things we've listed previously for other cards. Like it gives you the one one rushing beast, so you can work with that. It works with lock and load. But it's just it's very flexible. Like for one mana, you get to do some some damage. And it's not specific to like deal one damage to a minion. So you could send that one damage face. Uh, so it feels pretty flexible to me. I really like it. And that concludes Hunter. We're going to move on to the mage cards. So the first one here going into legendaries, we have Mordred Fire Eye, 10 mana, 10, 10 battle cry. If you've dealt 10 damage with your hero power this game, deal 10 damage to all enemies. I really like the effect. It seems cool, but I'm giving it a two because I feel like it really only gets played in decks that you kind of take advantage of some of the other hero power cards that we're going to talk about. So I gave it a two. I think this is a viable win condition, actually. Uh, I don't necessarily think of 10 mana cards as being viable win conditions, but with the support that it, this card was given in this set, I think that this is actually a legitimate win condition for Hunter. I gave this a three you're only going to play this card if you're using some of those other tools to help you get to that 10 damage. But if you can, if you don't die and get some, draw some of your support cards, this is, this is a really powerful effect to come down. And then you have to deal with a 10 mana minion or 10 mana, 10, 10 on the board go after that, which isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do. I also gave it a three. I feel like it's a very solid, like you said, a win condition, and it's super easy to, with the support they got to hero power, I feel like it's a super easy bar to clear. So, yeah, I like it a lot. Alright, next legendary we have is Varden Dawngrasp, a 4-mana 3-3. Three, three. Battlecry, freeze all enemy minions. If any are already frozen, deal four damage to them instead. A couple things about this. Uh, I mean, board freeze seems great. It's a board clear if they're already frozen. You know, medium size like mana cost. Uh, it's a they, them pronouns, which I think is fantastic. That they're getting some representation in there like that. Um, I love this card. I gave it a four. I like I like the card too. I think it's I think it's a three for me. Uh, it's a great control tool. It potentially does damage if you've already used uh, some freeze effects on the board, and uh, I I think this is going to it. Any kind of mid range to more controlling deck, I think you I think you easily run this card and are happy with it pretty much at any point in the game. Yeah, I also gave it a three. I like this card a lot. I think it's a, a controlly too. I think it's a strong support tool. So mm -hmm. that's why I stuck with the three. All right, going to epics, we have Arcane Luminary, a three mana four, three elemental. Cards that didn't start in your deck cost two less, but not less than one. I personally gave this a two. I think uh, it's probably doesn't see play in every single mage deck i think there's gonna be some mage deck that maybe is kind of built with this specifically but i i guess i'm just not seeing it yet i don't know i gave it a two 
So evocation's still in standard for another year, correct? I think so. Uh, yeah, it I, is. Yeah, yeah, I think there's. I think there's some. Ele- I there's some elemental synergies, and evocation is definitely a card that you'd love to have. All the all those spells cost two less, and so I. It's still a two for me, but I think there's actually a fair amount of upside here. And I and I think this is actually going to see play not just in a elemental deck, but in a deck that that tends or figures to get a fair number of cards that didn't start in their deck. And so I mean, and that's been mage a fair amount for a while. So uh, yeah, so th- this could be better. Yeah, I also gave it a three. I think the the ability to discount cards that didn't start in your deck is very mage centric. So I was like, I feel like this is going to be decent. So, um, but it's probably closer to two in all honesty. So, all right, let's go to let's go to the next card. All right, that is wildfire, a two mana fire spell. Increase the damage of your hero power by one. I love this card. I gave it a four. I'm excited to uh, turn a mage hero power into a hunter hero power. Who would have thought? So it's a two for me, uh, but it is it. This is definitely one of those support cards for for Mordred uh, Fire Eye that you're probably going to want to run, and it and it makes your hero power plus one for the rest of the game. So it 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 definitely does a lot towards helping you uh, get to that ten damage. So. If you're running Mordred, you're definitely running this. I'm not sure if you're running this if you're not running Mordred. That that was where it came. I from. gave it a three because I feel like if you're playing a control more controly deck, that this helps out a lot, especially with Reckless Apprentice, which we'll talk about later. But like, I feel like it'll be a strong support card in more than one deck, personally. So, okay. All right. Well, next up we have the. Rares. The first one is Flurry, another rank spell. It's a zero mana frost spell. Freeze a random enemy minion. And then at five mana, it freezes two random minions. And at ten, it freezes three random minions. Um, I think it's fine. Like, I gave it a three. I think it's solid. I think uh, things like, uh, oh, what's the one mana twin spell that we have now why can't i think of the names uh ray of frost that sees play it, right yeah but that that sees play mm-hmm. um you can target it it's not random but this one's zero i think if you're going for using a bunch of spells and stuff i think it's pretty cool and also works well with that legendary we talked about i gave this a two i'm uh because of the random uh target on on it i it feels less great to me um it, i mean obviously if you're if you're trying to stall this it seems like a solid card that you would want to probably put in your deck but i i, I don't know i it this this definitely could be better for me and it definitely uh, it could be a little worse i guess too so i gave it a two i gave it a three i think it's a solid support tool so yep all right, next we have Reckless Apprentice, four mana, three, five. Battle cry, fire your hero power at all enemies. I gave this a four. I think we talked about this one uh, a little bit, but I didn't realize until you guys pointed out that it 
didn't actually use your hero power for you. So you get to essentially to use your hero power again after this. I like it. And I also think it helps with if you're playing like the the kind of shell or the package of all the hero power stuff. So I like it a lot. I gave it a four. I think this is this card is why Mordred is a legitimate win condition. This card on its own is that good. Yeah. This is a strong four in that deck. And I think this is a strong enough card that you play it even if you're not playing Mordred. Because it allows you to ping one or more minion, one or more enemies just when you play it. And I can't imagine there's a scenario where that's just... That's not bad. You know, that's going to be good in almost every instance. So this is a strong four. It is why Mordred is a legitimate win condition and uh, is why I I think that uh, this is going to be an interesting deck to try. Yeah, I gave it a four. I almost gave it a five. I think it's that good. It's basically a four mana blizzard that doesn't freeze anything if you've played uh, wildfire before that so it has the potential to and it's got a three five body on it and even if you haven't it has one to all enemy minions and puts a three five on the board that's that's a very solid yep. stat block for the cost yeah all right the next one we have is rhyme tongue a three mana three four after you cast a frost spell summon a one one elemental that freezes uh, and that freezes when it's damaged uh, any character. So I uh, gave us a two. I don't know. I feel like it's a, a little slow. And it also does require you to play only a specific type of spell. And then you later would have to attack with the one one. So uh, I just gave it a two. I gave this a two as well. I mean, I could see instances where you would want to run this. But I think by and large, there's just... I I, I don't know if you're necessarily specifically doing this unless you this is specifically what you want to do in which case you're going to build around it yeah if those things had rush maybe but i gave it a two i don't think it's that good so yeah all right well going into commons first one we have is oasis ally a three mana frost secret when a friendly minion is attacked summon a three six water elemental uh i gave this a three i think it's fine. I don't think it gets played in every deck. Um, there might be some weird like things you can play this plus a secret that triggers if your face is attacked or something. I don't know. <laughs> There's some combos I'm sure you can do, but it like it seems fine. It's not terrible, but eh, it's it's okay. It it's a uh, we had a, the Netherwind portal or something like that that summons you a random four drop when your opponent plays a spell is kind of like this but you know exactly what you're gonna get you get a three six water elemental three six water elemental is okay it's it's solid it uh it works better in some situations than other situations so i gave this a three i think you tend to i i like secrets that potentially get me minions and because I know specifically what I'm getting from this, that seems good to me. And so I I could definitely see scenarios where you where you play this. And I could definitely see scenarios where your opponent doesn't play around it and then gets wrecked because of it. I gave it a three. I almost gave it a four because 
that's the thing. Like, not just what it does, but it adds another box that your opponent is going to have to check off to know what it is. Like, you know, it's going to be, you, you can't just cast a spell now. You can't just summon a minion. You can't attack face. You can't, you, you know, it just, it adds another element to the secret package in Mage that adds another element of just like, where is, what is the secret? It does something different. It's a minion base. You have to attack a minion. So, like, I feel like this adds a lot to uh, a mage's toolbox because it adds another question without even, like, really putting it in a deck. But it it adds another question. Like, did uh, I didn't attack a minion. Is it, but I didn't cast a spell either. So is it counter spell or is it Oasis Ally, you know? Well, speaking of adding things to mage, how do you like adding mana crystals <laughs> or refreshing them? So let's talk about refreshing spring water for a mana spell. Draw two cards, refresh two mana crystals for each spell drawn. Yeah, I gave this a four. This is really good. You can easily build your deck to include only spells if you want to guarantee this. Uh, you could run just less minions and have a higher chance of this. I mean, honestly, I feel like even if you draw one minion, one spell, and you refresh two mana crystals, you just pay two mana to drop two. So that seems really good. It's really solid. Yeah, I gave this a three, like a strong three, but the more I think about this, this might be a four, because, I mean, you're you're looking at something that might be... It, it it starts at worst. It's a slightly worse arcane intellect, which sees a good amount of play already. It could potentially be two mana draw two and could be two ma- uh, zero mana draw two is, is how this could end up being. And so there there's scenario. There's only one scenario where it's bad and two scenarios where it's pretty great and so at that point it's probably a four and i mean mage typically runs a lot of spells anyway so you're probably getting at least two mana crystals back and maybe all four i i'm giving this a four now yeah i gave it a three i think i think the one bad scenario (laughs) links it to a three like i think it's very strong Mm. still don't get me wrong I think it has the potential, but in my personal opinion, like the times that you get uh four, you know, two minions off of it are going to be the times you're like, oh, I wish I would have just played Arcane Intellect. So I feel like that's what what keeps <laughs> it keeps it at a at, at a three. So, huh? well, speaking of Arcane, our last spell is an Arcane spell, two mana, Ruined Orb, deal two damage, discover a spell. I gave this one a four as well, like. I love this. You're getting to deal some damage. You're discovering a spell. It does cost one more, but the, uh, what is it? Dragon's Breath, I think, is the one mana deal two and discover if you're holding a dragon. So the, you don't have to be, you know, having that requirement in order to get the spell. Um, no, I like it. I think it's solid. It, it is that good. It's a four. It, you doing da- do two damage. It can go face, it can hit a minion, you could discover a spell that keeps, uh, that you need in the situation. Uh, I, I see no downside to run this card, so it's, it's going to find its way in a lot of mage decks. I went with a three. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good. Um, 
it could be a four, but I just went on the safe side of not getting too hyped up on it, so I just went with a three. We'll be hyped up for you, Daring. That's okay. And jumping into Paladin, there's some stuff to be hyped about in this in in these set of cards. We'll start with Canyon Smith, Canyon Master Smith, five mana, four four battle cry. Transform your secrets into three three soldiers. They transform back when they die. This has to be one of the cooler effects that I've ever seen on a card. Uh, I I gave this a three, but I think it might be better than I'm giving it credit for. You're paying one mana for the secrets, presumably. Maybe less because there's ways of getting cheating out secrets and things. And three, uh, three, three minions are not the most easy thing to deal with. So then your opponent has to uh, deal with them. And then if they do deal with them, they still have to deal with the secrets again. So I gave this a three. It'd be better if you could have more than one of these in your deck. But alas, it's a legendary, so you only have one. Uh, so <laughs> I will start by saying I do not like the secret interactions. I love Paladin. Man, I'm not... I am not looking, like, I just don't think the secret stuff is good. So all of my ratings for these cards are going to be a little lower. Also, I feel like this should be a pirate and be canon master smithy, just because I feel like that would be cool. Um, I gave it a two. I don't know. I I also like gave it. it a two because when it's it's a five cost minion, and when they turn back, they're still just paladin secrets. <laughs> if they were hunter secrets or mage secrets or rogue secrets, you might have got me. But like, yeah, but they turn back into pa oh, never mind. You get a two. <laughs> okay. Maybe it needs to be Canyon Master Smythe. Smythe. Yeah, Smythe. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. Carol Rome, four mana, four to three. Rush Divine Shield minion is the other legendary. Whenever this attacks, reduce the cost of holy spells in your hand by one. Hmm. Holy spells. Paladin. They have a few that are pretty decent. I think they'd be even better if they cost one less. Uh, the fact that this is guaranteeing you at least one cost reduction seems great. And the minion's definitely going to survive because it has Divine Shield. So there's a lot to like about this. I'm not going to suggest to you this is the strongest card in the set or anything, but this is a this is a strong three to me with uh, strong consideration to just find a spot for it in your Paladin deck. Oh, well, I'll be hyped uh, for us for this card. I gave this one a five. Love, love, love this card. I love Paladin too, but this, this can fit into so many different... Like archetypes, I feel like the rush and the divine shield just work so well together. You could buff it; it's cheap enough. You can play something else on it. Uh, by the way, Librams are holy spells, so uh, you know if we didn't have enough discounts on our Librams already, go ahead and discount those ones in your hand even more. Fantastic! I love this card. It's a five. I gave it a three. Um, I'm not super hype on it. Uh, I didn't realize. I, I didn't know what all the holy spells were off the top of my head, so I just kind of won on a lower rating. But like, I don't know. It doesn't. It, it seems it seems fine, but like 
it doesn't feel like Paladin like wins on the back. Like obviously the Librams like okay, well it discounts it that one time, and then when it comes back into my hand, it's it still costs zero. You know my Librams of Wisdom, so I'm just like, it's fine. Like I don't th- I don't think it's bad. I just think it's fine. Conviction is the ranked spell for Paladin. It is one mana. It is holy. It says give a random friendly minion plus three attack. Uh, Plus three attack gets added to two minions at five mana and three minions uh, at ten mana. I like this card. I might be overvaluing it. Plus three attack is seems pretty nice. It always feels like I have minions on the board when I'm playing Paladin. I gave this a three. Um, yeah, and can be free with uh, Carol Rome. I gave this a four. I love this card as well. It's cheap. You know, I tend to like aggressive and mid range decks a little more, so I feel like it fits pretty well with that play style and giving stuff that added attack uh, with the core set. There's a lot of stuff that gives you um, like plays off of the silver hand recruits, which I feel like this slots into something like that, you know, buffing up some silver hand recruits almost feels like a small version of like a savage roar or bloodless to me. So I like it a lot. I mean, except for that it's permanent as opposed to being just for the turn. Um, but I love this card. I think it's great. I gave it three uh, with a strong consideration for four because it's that you already have a one mana spell that gives one mana minion plus three attack. This is random, but uh, you know, if you play it after turn five, it's two minions. And if you play after turn 10, it's three minions. So um, you're going to have minions on board or you've probably already lost. So like this is, this seems like a good a good thing. So, I, yeah, I like it as a three. Veteran War Medic is the other epic card for Paladin. It is a four mana three five. It says after you cast a holy spell, summon a two two medic with life steal. I just dawned on me that it every class seems to have a three five a four mana three five that does something, and uh, mm-hmm. this this seems okay. Uh, I like some of the other four mana cards, like the mage one, a little bit better. But you're casting holy spells. This gives you uh, minions that have life steal that you can presumably puff to buff to get additional life steal. Um, this seems okay. I I gave it a three. I think that it is. I think it's good enough that it'll see play. This is my next five. I love this card. Also, if you notice, the last few cards have nothing to do with secrets, and I love them. Don't worry, this is the last five you'll see in Paladin from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to use this in Libra and Paladin, I think. Going to slot that in. It gives you, you know, automatic minions that you can start using instead of, like, having to use a hero power uh, to get something out for pen flingers, you know, whatever. Like, I, I just feel like there's a lot of combos. You could play this in other decks that aren't even running Librams. Uh, it, it just feels really solid. And the lifesteal minions, I feel like, are just enough of a threat that your opponent is going to want to clear this and those lifesteal minions. Yeah, I mean, it's a really solid minion. I had it down as a three. 
Um, again, when I rated that, I didn't realize the Librum of Wisdom is, so it's probably, I, I don't know that it goes to a five, but it's probably a four. Um, and honestly, I'm just going to change it to a four, because with the, the free, if you have free Librums, you can literally refill your board, um, and this, I mean, this card will obviously be have a target on its back, and so if you need to stall for time, you can just play this thing, and it'll just it it has taunt on it. It has to die. So I think a four is a pretty solid rating for it. Northwatch Commander is a three mana three four rare that says battle cry. If you control a secret, draw a minion. Uh, this is, so it's conditional draw on a spider tank. That's a two to me. Uh, you're, you're running this. If you're running a secret package, uh, there is a a weapon coming up that might make this a little bit better than that. But, uh, but yeah, this, this, you're probably, probably, you like drawing minions, but you have to control a secret. Otherwise it's spider tank. And that just seems okay to me. Yeah, I gave it a two. I mean, yeah, if you're playing the secret stuff, you probably want to play this. But, I mean, if you want to play this conditional draw, why don't you just play more minions and, like, regular good draw instead of <laughs> playing the secrets? I feel like that it's targeted draw. It's a little bit better, so I gave it a three. I know you have to control a secret, but, yeah. I think that at least gives it some consideration, so... You're you're not considering this card if you're not running secrets. So it's yeah. Just, that's I yeah, mean that's it's fair. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Soldiers Caravan is a two mana one three that says at the start of your turn summon two one one silver hand recruits. This is boring. This is boring. It's not going to go off. You're gonna you're gonna have high hopes and your those are hopes are going to be dashed completely. This is a two, but should probably be a one. Yeah, this uh, I mentioned earlier, I don't like the caravans. This is the one that I rated as a two instead of a one, only because if it does trigger, you get some extra minions, which I feel like just kind of plays in really well with generally what a lot of the paladin decks want to do. But yeah, it's probably not going to really get played. I have it as a two as well. Eh, caravans suck. So let's move on. <laughs> Something that doesn't suck is Sword of the Fallen. It is a two-mana 1-3 weapon for Paladin that says, after your hero attacks, cast a secret from your deck. This is a good card. This is, it only does one damage, but the fact that it draws and plays a secret from your deck, meaning you don't have to draw it and you don't have to pay for it to be played is really good. I gave this a four. It might be why Canyon Master Smith is reasonable to try and play. Uh, this is this is just a really good weapon, and I think uh, it's a build around for, for all Secret Paladin decks going forward. Yeah, I this is probably the best of the Secret stuff. I still just gave it a two because... Obviously, I feel like you're only you playing it when fun. you're playing. That's what it is. You hate fun. <laughs> oh, this coming from the person who is like excited <laughs> for lock and load hunter. <laughs> I just don't okay. like the paladin. Fair secrets. point. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I mean, this card makes the secrets or playing secret stuff a lot better. Um, 
It's kind of like, uh, uh, now I can't remember the name. Um, the hunter card, the two, three, that when you use your hero power pulls a secret. Like that's, it's very similar to this. Face talk. Oh, face talk. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. My, my brain's just not working with card. No, that's fine. Tonight. Don't worry about um, it. <laughs> but yeah, face stalker. Like when you were running secrets, you're running face stalker. If you weren't running secrets, you weren't running face stalker. And that's how I see this card. So I feel like I just gave it a two because it's only used with that stuff. But when you are playing those, this is fantastic. I gave it a three. I, I feel like it's a fine weapon. It has a really nice effect. So it's, yeah. So I gave it a three. Avenge is a secret that is going to be exactly this year. I feel like you're going to want yeah. to play secrets. And if you're going to be playing secrets, you're playing this card and happy every time you find it. Uh, speaking of secrets, we do have a new one. Galloping Savior is a one mana secret. It says after your opponent plays three cards in a turn, summon a three, four steed with taunt. This sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think this is particularly good. I liked the hunter version that gave you a six, six instead. That was a lot better. This is not that this is a two. Probably a one. I don't know. I don't. I don't. You're just playing it because you want more secrets in the deck, not because you actually want this card. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a one. I. I just feel like this also never triggers, which I guess maybe you don't want it to trigger, so you can turn it into a three-three or something later. But I feel like the only class that really comes to mind that could easily be playing three cards turn is Rogue, which maybe if Rogue's super popular, like cool, you get a three-four taunt that they'll just kill easily anyways um but okay yeah I don't, it's a one yeah this card's a dumpster fire one let's move on <laughs> invigorating sermon is a four mana holy spell that says give plus one plus one to all minions in your hand deck and battlefield this seems like it would be really powerful and it would be if it costs less than four i gave this a two i don't think that you 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 probably try and build around it but i don't think it's that great yeah, this is like an overstatted mini version of survival. Uh, I feel like, you know, maybe if you were going to go with the four, if it were plus two, plus two to all minions, then that would be more worth it. But I just don't like this very much at all. I never really liked the effect of that in, for the most part. The only reason survival is so good is because it's so much stats. So I gave it a two. I gave it a one. I just don't think it's going to see any play. I think it's just, it's too much. And the reason why it costs so much is because you can discount it, right? That's the only reason it's yep. why it's there. So, yep. Knight of Anointment is the final card for Paladin. It is a one mana, one, one battle cry. Draw a holy spell. Seems simple, seems innocuous. You're going to run it a lot if you're playing Paladin. Uh, even, even that's, this is like another one along with the Aldor that you're playing. So you now have two good one drops as opposed to one. This is a four. You, you want to draw holy spells. Uh, I don't know of a deck that Paladin is running there. You don't. So this is going to be seeing a lot of play. I gave it a three, but it probably is a four. I think I just gave it a little bit less, uh, because it's a one, one body, I know you're not really using it for the body, you're using it for the battle cry effect. Um, 
But also finding this off of first day of school is going to be my favorite new thing. I love it. Um, yeah, this is cool. I have it as a three. And I agree with you, Don. I think it's probably a four. But I couldn't bring myself to give it to four. So three it is. Okay. So now we are moving into Priest. Um, and first up, we have Serena Bloodfeather. She is a two-mana 1-1. One, one. Battle cry, choose an enemy minion, steal, attack, and health from it until this one has more. Uh, I give this a four. Like, I feel like this does, <laughs> it steals it one of each at a time. So, it basically drains the life of a minion until it's above it. So, like, I feel like this is a very, very solid and very priesty card. So, I gave it a four. I gave this a three. I think it's really interesting and definitely unique. And it's going to be infuriating to play against, which is uh, probably about 65 to 75% of all priest cards. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's, I, I, I don't know how powerful this is, but it seems like it's going to be really powerful. But I don't know where how it slots into into priest decks yep my thoughts exactly i also gave it a three uh i feel like the fact that you can choose an enemy minion makes it a little better if it was just like a random enemy but, eh, i don't know um it's it makes me think of the other ugh, man, card names are just not my friend tonight i think it's with the four mana three three death rattle it's like it copies the minion mind player cars that when it Thank you. I don't play a lot of priest. <laughs> so, um, it kind of reminds me of that where like it's it's a decent card, but it's not super flashy or super amazing, but it's it's solid in its play. Yeah. And it, it's fine in, in most cases. And that's kind of how I feel this card is going to be. I feel like it's going to make its way into a lot of priest decks. That's why I gave it a four. So um, next up, we have Zarella. Um, it is a four mana four four battle cry. If you've restored health this turn, deal that much damage to all enemy minions. Um, I gave this a three. I mean, it seems like another. It's not super flashy, but you heal you heal some damage, and then all of a sudden, bam! You can deal. You can wipe their board with it, so you can heal and clear with a four four. So, seems seems pretty solid. I think this is better than solid. I think this is actually quite good. And I think that there's a scenarios where we're going to see that basically this does a flame strike to your opponent's board uh, for about the same mana cost and you get a four, four minion that seems really freaking good. So I, I gave this a strong four. I think this is going to be a uh, pretty, pretty much in every priest deck and it's going to be, like all priest cards, infuriating to play against. Yeah. Uh, in terms of if I'm the one playing it, I gave this a five. And when my opponent plays this, I'm probably going to hate it. And it's a one for me because I'm just going to be mad when they play it. But I love this card. This card alone might actually make me really want to play priest. Uh, like want to play priest. So that's, you know, that's good. Uh, but yeah, this card is fantastic. I love this card. I think there's so many different kind of cool things you can do with it and a lot of different ways you can manipulate it to really get it to work for you. So 
This this is um, excuse me. This is amazing. I love it. Five. Okay. Next we have Kadem, uh, which is the priest rank spell. It is deal one damage to all enemy minions. So it goes to two damage at five and three damage at ten. Um, to quote our friend Wicked Good, I have seen Breath of the Infinite, and you, my friend, are no Breath of the Infinite. And uh, so that point, I gave it a two. Um, it's too slow. Like, it's like... Uh, it's just one damage before turn five is not enough for what Priest needs. And I don't know... It just doesn't feel like it's good enough, so I give it a two. I initially had it a three, but you've convinced me that it is, in fact, a two. It it definitely, you want to be getting a little bit more uh, AoE damage than that before turn five. You're correct, so two. Yep, I also gave it a two. I think... I mean, Arcane Explosion in Mage is the same, like, stats for initially, but this gets better, so it, compared to that, it's great, but yeah, in Priest, we've already had things like Breath of the Infinite, which definitely was a lot better, um, although I will say I love the different artworks on this, and it also is Zyrella in the artwork of this, so super, super cool there, love the, like, continuity. Okay, and then we have our other uh, epic minion, Priest of Anshe. Um, it is a five mana um, taunt. Battle cry, if you've restored health this turn, gain plus three, plus three. It's a five five. So if you've restored health, it becomes an eight eight. And it's a taunt. Um, so I gave it a three. It's easy to get it to, it's easy to restore health. And uh, with Priest, turns out, so it can be a 5-mana 8-8 on turn 5. It could be a 5, you know, at worst-case scenario, it's a 7-mana 8-8. So, with Taunt. So, I think it's a solid minion, so I give it a 3. I had a problem deciding which of this card or the Light Shower Elemental that we'll talk about in a minute, which one of these was going to be good, because I feel like one of them is going to be good. And ultimately, I decided the elemental was going to be better. So I gave this a two, but I definitely can see a scenario where this card is good and you play it as well. Because as you point out, there's Desperate Prayer. It's a zero mana spell that, that heals. So for five mana, you can get an 8-8. Eight, eight. And so there and the cost reduction on other spells, you could potentially get this out as early as turn six and be able to 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 get the 8-8 as well. And, and it doesn't five mana eight eights are pretty pretty difficult to do. And it deal doesn't with. spec or it doesn't say your character. It doesn't have to be your face. It can be another minion too. Any other minion. Yeah. So if you yeah, if you've restored health, it doesn't say to your hero. It just it could be a minion. So yeah. I I I initially had this a three. I put it down to a two, ultimately thinking the elemental was better, but this this definitely could be just as good. I I am with you on that same thought, except for I still scored the elemental higher, but I still gave this one a three. Uh, so I think this one is still solid. It's just a matter of yeah, how, like how many taunts do priests want to be playing uh, and how they want to do it. But it's it's still fine. Like honestly, I think even in some cases, if you were to drop this as just a five five, it's probably still fine. 
So I like it. Yep. Um, so then we go to White Shower Elemental, which we were just talking about. It's a six mana, six six elemental with taunt. Battle Cry, restore eight health to all friendly characters. I also went. Oh, that's a death rattle. Yeah, death rattle. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Death rattle, restore eight health to all friendly characters. So that includes your face. So I give this a four. It's a good standard minion. It's got taunt. And it's going to heal your face for eight, which is the most important thing, right? Like that's the that's the big kicker. It heals your face. So uh, I think this is going to be a solid priest minion. So I think it's really strong at four. If that death rattle is just so devastating because this is a 14 point swing between the six health you have to push into this thing to kill it as well as the eight health that it restores after the fact to to the hero. And this this card on its own can just single-handedly take down an aggro deck. And and so this is a this is a strong three. And like I said, it, it I, I don't know which of these cards is better, but they're both really, really good for different reasons. And I could definitely see scenarios where you would run one or or possibly both but it, it's it's this this is a good card too and, and it, it it destroys my heart a little bit as a more aggro focused player yes completely agree uh i gave it a four yeah i think it's really solid it's got some synergy potential uh i think even in most cases as a death i think it would be fantastic as a battle cry i kind of want that to be battle cry <laughs> you can really oh, yeah. use it when you want yeah that'd it, be but, nice but yeah you know yeah, but like the death rattle is still fine. And honestly, when I saw this, I was even thinking of that light steed elemental that that came out. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really seen play, but maybe with some of the older cards rotating out, maybe there's some synergies with like light, uh, the light steed elemental and you restore eight health to all friendly characters and then give them even more health because of the light steed. And like, yeah, it's. Be I'm crying. I'm crying on the inside <laughs> and out, actually, as a result yes. of that thought. So I like this. Well, here's one you're never gonna have to worry about comparing it to anything else. It's Soothsayer Caravan. It's a two mana one three at the start of your turn. Copy a spell from your opponent's deck to your hand. Yeah, it's a one. It is trash fire material. So, uh, yeah, and you'll never see it played. Because Galkrond is being rotated, so you don't even have to worry about it being randomly generated. So it's not it's not gonna see play. I had it as a two. It it really is a one. Uh, you would run you you run cards to get cards from your opponent's deck, and this isn't even guaranteed to do that. So why would I pay two mana to possibly do that? As opposed to paying mana steal. and actually doing yeah, it. Like, yeah, actually doing <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a one. Go ahead and move on. Uh, we have Void Flayer. It is a four mana, three, four. Battle Cry. For each spell in your hand, deal one damage to a random enemy minion. I mean, it depends on the kind of priest deck you're playing, but, like, I gave it a two. It's a three, four. And, like... I don't know. It just doesn't seem that controlly. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem that good. So, I gave it. I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well. I mean, priest is gonna have spells in the hand, 
And so it's going to be able to do some random damage, but it's one damage at a time. And so it's just like ping, 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 ping. And I just don't know if that battle cry is worth playing the uh, a four mana three four. Yeah, I don't even like it as much as you guys. I gave this a one. I just it it's like in arcane missiles that only can hit minions, and it's based off of your hand, which then also means like in order to get more value off of this, you have to play more spells. So you're playing less minions, and I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's not great. I don't like it. Okay, then we have commons, and we start with Desperate Prayer. Zero mana, restore five health to each hero. I give this a two. I don't feel like you're going to really pack in a deck. You might take it off of Discover, off of Renew, or Palm Reading. But other than that, like, I, we have Radiance, and no one runs that. So, like, it, and that's one mana, but, yeah, I, I just don't feel like this gets played. Uh, do you play this because you played Nas, uh, Nasmani Bloodweaver? Maybe, eh, probably exactly. not. Uh, it's it, it's a two bordering on one. I I don't see a, a scenario right now, at least, that you play this. Oh, all right. I gave it a three. I think you're you're playing this if you're playing Zyrella. I think you're playing this. I mean, Priest, you're generally playing a more controly style deck. You don't really care about giving your opponent health. It's kind of like uh, the armor vendor. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just solid. I know this doesn't come with a body, but this is one of the cards specifically that I was thinking about with Zyrella. You're running it uh, with that. You guys mentioned it for the Priest of Anshi. You know, like, I, I feel like you, you play this if you're running that kind of stuff. So I gave it a three. I, I, Cyrell is a good call. Yeah, that, that, that does my, make sense. My 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 counter argument is seeing how I play. I've played a lot of Priest in my day. Um, like I think you'd probably be more okay with just counting on Palm reading to discount Renew. Like you might you, you might run yeah. this later on, but like it, it it's not the heal your opponent five. It's just the effect isn't solid enough right now to make you want to run it you you might play it when you discover it but i just don't see you running a copy in your deck so okay um and then we have devouring plague it is a three mana lifesteal spell that is shadow uh deal four damage randomly split among all enemy minions so i gave this a two i i don't know it's like <laughs> what is that minefield for warrior but it's got life steal, so it costs one more and it's slightly worse. I, you could discount things and <laughs> you discount the things in priest. I mean, it might see play, but I don't know. I just don't feel good about it, so I gave it a two. Life steal is annoying, but yeah, I don't and, and scales, but I don't know that this necessarily is all that great. I gave it a, a two as well. I don't. I don't see. I see other options, other cards you'd want to probably put in your deck first. Yep, two as well for me. This is maybe one that, like, yeah, if you generate it off of, you know, something else, then cool. Maybe you can use it for a little bit of life gain. But other than that, I don't see you actually wanting to play it in your deck. And then finally, Power Word Fortitude. It costs eight mana. Give your give a minion plus three plus five. Costs one less for each spell in your hand. Um, 
I think it's honestly probably a two, but I gave it a three because of the upside potential. Sethic Veilweaver is still a card in standard, so you can stack your hand with spells. So, yeah, I gave it a three, but it's probably a two, honestly, because you have to have a lot of your a lot of spells in your hand to make it, you know, cheap enough to be a good buff. And then you also need a minion on the board yeah. that you want to buff is the other problem with this. I, I gave it a three as well because I think there's going to be a scenario where this works, but I'm not, I, I'm having trouble figuring out where that is, but I, I would love to be proven right and also scared to be proven right. So there we go. Well, that's all right. I hate this enough for everybody. This is a one for me. That's fair. I just don't yeah. think it's good. I it, Yeah, you have to have a minion on the board. You have to have enough spells in your hand to make it worth it. It's just like, eh, I don't know. Not not seeing it. Okay. It makes your Veil, we it makes your veil Weaver tougher to deal with. That's true. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll right. play it, you'll so... play it when you get it off the Veil either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you generate it, sure. You'll, but yeah, you're gonna see this card. The question is, is whether or not it was generated or actually put <laughs> in the deck to begin with. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about some rogue cards. First one we have is Apothecary Hellbrim, four mana, three two, battle cry and death rattle. Add a random poison to your hand. Yeah, I'm not seeing this one very much. I gave him a two. I just don't think he's what you want to be doing i also gave him a two i yeah that i feel like they printed they printed this card with different poisons before with this exact same cost and this exact same stat line and he saw almost no play so yeah it's a two <laughs> they did his name was zero he he, he yeah. was uh he, he actually i mean he's an okay card and yeah it's not I bad want this card to, i want this card to be good I'm not sure it actually is, especially in the current state of Hearthstone, as opposed to when Zeril was in play uh, uh, in Standard. Uh, it was not quite good enough then, really, and so it really feels like it would be a stretch now. But I'm giving him a three. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I've been wrong on so many rogue legendaries that, uh, you know, cards I think aren't good end up being good. Cards I think are going to be good are less good. This will probably follow suit, but I, I, I want him to be good. So I gave him a three. All right. Well, the next one that I feel like falls right into that, uh, Scabs Cutter Butter, four mana, three, three combo. The next two cards you play this turn cost three less. I still am not feeling this one. I honestly gave it a two. I, I feel like you're just there's better things you want to be doing in Rogue right now, and a lot of the stuff is already cheap enough, anyways. That I don't think you care about playing this. And this would be better, I think, if it were a battle cry. But it's a combo, so you have to play something else first, then this, and then discount your next stuff. I just I'm not sold. Um, I gave it a five. I think this is on. I think this is going to trigger the busted alarm, like. Look what look what mana discounts do to Rogue. It makes them blow up. This is a big mana discount. It's a four mana card. And guess what? They have zero cost cards that allow them to trigger this. 
And then all of a sudden you get it's this this if you have a zero cost card to play with it, this card costs negative two. It costs negative two mana because you get to play six 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 extra, extra costs of mana when you play this card. This is insanely busted in my opinion. Like this is going to be everywhere on day one. And I could be wrong and be very reactionary, but I feel like this is like one thing I've learned is you give rogue discounts on uh, on cards they play, things get broken real quick. So, yep, that's where I'm at with that. So Foxy Fraud makes this cost two, and then the next two cards you play cost three less. I think this is potentially the card that almost got Foxy Fraud, or is why Foxy Fraud might get nerfed. That that's how good I think this card is. This is a strong, strong combo card. And the fact that we have a card like Foxy Fraud currently in the in standard that reduces the cost of combo cards is, is ridiculous. And uh I I think there's going to be lots of turn three, turn four scenarios where Rogue just vomits four fourth cards, four or five cards. And just ha- ends up having three or four minions on the board, and you just get overwhelmed right there at that point. And I gave this a, a strong three, almost a four, just because it's a one of, and so you have to find it. But if you find it, I think bad things are going to happen if you're the opponent. Hmm. We were kind of all over the board on this one. I I like it. I'm curious to see how it actually plays out. But let's go to the first epic card. We have Swine Tusk Shank. It is a three mana weapon, two attack, two durability. After you play a poison, gain plus one durability. Uh, I gave this one a two. Honestly, I just I still feel like you're playing other rogue weapons instead of this, and I don't feel like the poisons are that amazing that you want to be playing this and poisons and. I also feel like a lot of the decks, like Rogue wants to be buffing up the attack way more than they necessarily care about the durability. So I'm just going to play the other weapon that's also three that just starts with more durability anyways. You're muted. Sorry about that. I went away. I give this a five. Number one, deadly poison. Number two, Nitro Boost Poison. Those are all poisons. That's Those are cards you're already playing on weapons that are going to yank this the attack of this up. Um, and the, the other poisons they've added in this set. Like, I don't... Like, this is just a nutty card. This is just like... It's like, oh, imagine playing... You know, the self-sharpening sword, but, you know, every time you buff it, it also gets extra durability. A deadly Poisons that takes this to a 4, a 4, 3. Second Deadly Poisons is a 6, 4. Nitro Boost is an 8, 5 to 10, 6. Like, it, the, the attack goes up. It just it just feels like the the you can stack the poison super, super easily on this. And it's something that Rogue was already planning on doing. I mean, look at the uh, self-sharpening sword anyways. And every time you play a poison on top of it, it goes crazy. So, yeah, I think this is a five. I think this weapon's so good. 
I think it's somewhere in the middle of where you two uh, where you two are at. I I see where it where you're coming from, and I feel like once the if this card starts to get to see a fair amount of play, you're gonna start to see uh, glut, uh, ooze come out, and it suddenly then is kind of annoying. But uh, and and nitro boost just got nerfed, so we don't know how good nitro boost poison actually is, or how easy it's going to be to to corrupt so you get the actual weapon uh increase as well but so i gave this a a week three um but the potential is there that this could be really powerful because as you said the the thing that sucks about like say nitro boost poison is when you have one durability on your on your regular rogue weapon and you don't want to waste it right but you want to play the the nitro boost this gives you the durability on top of giving you that that at, uh, attack buff. this car this card also corrupts nitro boost poison <laughs> it does so that that's a point in its favor all right uh, next one we have is yoink a one mana spell discover a hero power and set its cost to zero swap back after two uses uh, I gave this one a two I like the concept and I think you know, with rogues, hero power giving you a weapon that sits there for a couple turns anyways, you could put this in and, and use it, but uh, it feels very fringe, so I don't know. I gave it a three. I, I, it's probably a two in all honesty, but you get two free hero powers out of it, so I mean, it could be a warlock hero power that you get to draw two cards for free. Um, so, I mean... It seems interesting. You're right. It's fringy. I don't know where it goes in, but it has some upside, so I gave it a three. One. I hate this card. I hate this card with a passion. I dislike this card so much because it's it just I doesn't make sense to me. Why would I want to do this? I have a perfectly good hero power already that better matches what I'm trying to do instead of randomly, you know, discovering a hero power, even if it's free, uh, that I then can't even rely on for more than two uses. So, and what, you know, what if I need the dagger in the interim? It, it just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't know why you want to add that randomness to your deck, but you know, from a meme standpoint, if you want to do something fun, there you go. There's a, there's something fun you could do in rogue, but I don't like it and I won't be playing it. So I gave it a one. Yes. All right. Uh, next one we have is the first rare field contact three mana, three, two. After you play a battle cry or combo card, draw a card. Honestly, I gave this a five. It might not quite be that high, but I mean, there's already a lot of draw in rogue, but this is again, like a soft taunt that you're, opponent's definitely going to want to get rid of and even just being able to play something and replace it in your hand with something from your deck that you want to be playing and with how cheap a lot of the stuff is that rogue plays this is probably going to be amazing cycle i was gonna say i almost gave it a six like it's like giving rogue the ability to draw cards off things they were you know already gonna do very well and efficiently beforehand 
like this this card is just like I could I could take her like I could take an argument on you know the 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 weapon we talked about earlier, but field contract I think is going to get nerfed very quickly because Jesus that it's what it does for Rogue it's battle cry and combo effects it it just seems really nutty so yeah I gave it a five. So Gruff was the Gruff Rune Totem was the only five I gave in this card. This is in this set is the only five I gave out. This is a very, very close second. That's how good this is. This is a better world kick. This is a build around card and it is three mana, but you do not get clunker cards from this like you get from world kick you're not getting kidnapper you're not getting the the apothecary you're not getting the you know the the five mana three two for and draw a card for each card you played this turn you're getting cards that you want because they were cards you put in your deck there is if your car if your rogue deck if the card is not a combo card it's probably a battle cry card so this is going to be most a, a lot of your deck so i have a hard time seeing how you don't draw at least three cards when you play this and probably more and it, and there's still secret passage that's available right now so you play this and then you play secret passage and and and, and find more battle cry combo cards so this this is really good this is a very very strong four and could be a five and could get nerfed like you're talking about Daring. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one, I kind of like this one, so I probably have it rated a little higher than uh, most people, but we have Oil Rig Ambusher, a four mana, four, four. Battle Cry, deal two damage. If this entered your hand this turn, deal four instead. I gave this a four. I just like this. I think the stat line is fine. It's a Battle Cry, which works with other stuff we've been talking about. You automatically just get to deal two, so it's, you know, kind of the same as uh, SI, but without the having to combo it. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get it to enter your hand. You can work this with Shadow Step and just deal like a whole bunch of damage. The damage can go face. Uh, I like it. I'm going to try testing some stuff with this, I think. I gave it a two. I think it's fine. I think it's kind of fringy. It, it's, I mean, it's, you're not going to be upset to 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 get this in your hand but i just don't feel like it does enough like i feel like you could do more efficiently for less so yeah i gave it a two i have it as a two as well i think i think you're you're on the money there it's it's okay and i think rogue wants to do busted things like all the other classes and and like would you play this or would you rather play kazakas the new Kazakus card, which we'll talk about later. And and I think you'd rather play Kazakus probably. And so, the, I mean, that's that's a minimum bar that you have to go against. And, you know, we're going to have other four drops, presumably, or other four cost cards that you're going to want to think about. And this is better than, like, the four mana 3-3 three, three that does two damage, which we've seen uh, several iterations of. But even those don't see a ton of play in Constructed. They're, they're solid in Arena, but not great for Constructed. All right, next we have Paralytic Poison, a one-mana nature spell. Give your weapon plus one attack, and your hero is immune while attacking. I gave it a two. 
I don't, I'm just, I'm not very sold on the poisons. I kind of rated them all a little bit low. Uh, maybe they're better than I'm giving them credit for, but I don't think you play them in every single rope deck. I think there are some that clearly take advantage of it, and you see it in that, but I don't think it goes in every single rogue deck. I have it as a three. I, it's plus one attack and can be used. It's probably You're probably right. It's probably a two. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, but I, I, I think there's some upside on this card, so I give it a three. I mean, it's, it's nice for the shank weapon that we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, if the immune part only really matters if you're attacking minions as opposed to just, you know, hitting them in the face, which I think with the shank, if you're talking about what we were talking about, you're probably wanting to hit him in the face. So I don't know. This is a two. It's, it, I definitely saw some people that were upset about this card thinking it was really, really good i i'm i'm less sure of that but i mean i mean being immune is pretty good i imagine it's better in wild than it is here but yeah well let's talk about a good card uh efficient octobot two mana one four mech frenzy reduce the cost of cards in your hand by one i gave this a five like this seems so good and We've talked about how Rogue does things so efficiently and being able to play this, deal some damage to it, reduce all of the cards, and then play your already efficient stuff even more efficiently. Like, it just seems so gross to me. And with the fact of being able to shadow step it back to your hand and get that effect again at another point, like, it just seems so good. It does seem good. I gave it a four. I didn't think it was quite a five, but, like, it... It's a 1-4 on turn two. What's killing it on turn two without letting its friendies, uh, frenzy effect go off? Like, there's not much you can do about it to prevent your opponent from getting a frenzy. So, yeah, it seems very strong. I mean, we've seen Evil Miscreant with that 1-4 stat line on three being difficult to kill in a lot of scenarios. And, and so having it at two mana... Hanar, two. Hanar. Shadow Chores. Hanar. Yeah, so... Hanar as well. So, like, I'm not sold on this being, like, a fantastic card. I, But I think I think it's strong enough that it's going to be... It's going to see play. I gave, I gave it a three. I just... I obviously you want you play this because you want the frenzy. There's no guarantee that they're doing it, but likely you're going to get the frenzy on this. Question is, is how many cards do you have in hand and how much do you, you know, what do you reduce uh, at that point? And there's possibility that you could, you know, have backstabs and preps in your hand, in which case this kind of sucks at that point. But odds are you're going to get a little bit of value out of this. Next, we have Silverleaf Poison, a two-mana nature spell. Give your weapon after your hero attacks. Draw a card. I gave this a two. Um, Rogue does like its draw, but I feel like... I, I, I feel like you're only playing this in the specific deck that you want to work with that weapon that we talked about earlier. And I think outside of that, you're probably not playing it because you're playing the other draw that I feel like is better than this like secret passage or if you're buffing your weapons and stuff you're just gonna play cutting class 
Uh, I think this gets even better after some of those other things rotate out in like, you know, next rotation. Then I think this probably sees even more play at that point. But that's kind of how I feel. About I think it. you're right. But I ended up, I gave it a little bit higher. I gave it a three. So I think that's two is probably more accurate. It, it's not super great right now, but it sure is. It sure is fine. So I gave it a three. It is an option for something you could put in your deck. And yes, the shank does make this really interesting, but I I don't think you necessarily need this card draw with what ro- card draw Rogue has currently, so I gave it a two. All right, and the last Rogue card we have is the ranked spell. It is two mana, Wicked Stab, deal two damage. At five mana, you get four damage, or at 10 mana, you get six damage. It just says deal damage, so it can go face. I freaking love this one. I gave this a five. Uh, Rogue is losing Eviscerate, so this seems good. This seems really nice. And if you're going later game and you just need that bit of damage and, you know, you're already at five or more mana, I mean, five to nine mana, I guess, is still an Eviscerate that you don't have to combo. And if you're at ten mana... I mean, hopefully you've already won the game if you're aggressive, but then you get six. Seems pretty solid. Yeah, this is a five. This is just this is just straight up better than Eviscerate in the late game. And, you know, just as good, if not better, in the mid game. So, like, even though we don't have Eviscerate in standard right now, um, this card is just insanely this is exactly what rogue want this is like rogue in one single card deal damage face bam so yeah this is a five 100 percent. so I, I i like this card don't get me wrong i love the fact that we actually have something to legitimately take the place of eviscerate but this isn't eviscerate i i don't because i the way eviscerate used to work you would you would have something that you could play before turn five that would do four damage this does not do four damage before turn five and so there are scenarios where eviscerate is going to be better yes after turn five it is the same uh, or probably a little bit better because you don't have to combo it uh and obviously uh, paying two mana for a fireball on 10 mana is fantastic. I, yes, sign me up. But I, I think, I think Eviscerate, all told, given what it does, is a better card. But this is a darn fine replacement that we're going to have for the next, uh, for at least for this year when we don't have Eviscerate. So I gave this a four. But it, and so it is a good card. It's going to see play, but, uh, it's, it's, I miss Eviscerate already, I guess is what I'm saying. And uh, let's move on. We've got Shaman is the next class up. We have Brew Khan as the legendary, the first one. Four mana, five, four. That says nature spell damage plus three. Four mana, five, four. So offensively statted. And that's a huge spell damage increase. Uh, I'm not quite sure what you're doing with it, but I think you're probably going to be able to abuse this quite easily with uh, some of the nature spells that Shaman runs, both in 
more aggressive to mid-range as well as control. So I gave this a a strong three. I think I think it's good. Uh, it's just spell damage. It it doesn't strike me as exciting, or it's just it's just like I feel like it'll fit like one deck maybe like more aggressive. So I I just gave it a two. I think it's kind of a fringy kind of card. So. Well, I will be excited more because I love this card. <laughs> I gave it a four. Um, I don't know. I just, I love the thought of this card. I feel like the stats are great for four. I think you can try it in aggressive decks, controlly decks. Like, it feels pretty flexible. I think there's enough, uh, especially after we get more expansions, I feel like there's going to be plenty of uh, nature spells that you can really use with this. Um, and it's going to be one of the first diamond cards that we have so i think that's super cool too because those are awesome looking so i don't know i just there's something about this card i just love it no i i i mean i like it too i think it i think it is more flexible than it appears and i think we're gonna end up seeing it in more places than we that's fair so yeah the uh, the other legendary is firemancer flurgle it is a two mana two three murloc it says after you play a Murloc, deal one damage to all enemies. All enemies, so it hits mm-hmm. face. That's fun. Yeah. Uh it's this is strong, obviously, in a Murloc deck. Uh, but one of the things is you have to have Murlocs and they need to stay on the board to do damage. And this is a one of. And so finding it and then being able to play it plus play a bunch of Murlocs afterwards. I want it to be good. I hope it's good. I want it to be a three. I gave it a high two. I gave it a three. I figured what not. It reminds me of Risky Skipper. R.I.P. Risky Skipper. <laughs> um, so it's just it's just fun. I I like it. I like the flair on it. By the way, you take that back. <laughs> the the R.I.P. No, I will not. Risky Skipper <laughs> was a damn fine captain. So. Um, she will be missed in my heart, in my heart. Mm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a three. Oh, okay. I gave this a five. I love this for a lot of reasons. To me, I compared it to Altruist, uh, but Murlocs instead of Outcast, which I think is more flexible. Um, and it's so low cost and plus all of the Murlocs are generally pretty cheap that I feel like you can get this to trigger multiple times. The fact that it is all enemies and not just minions, so it does hit face. I rated it higher because of that. And also just the flavor of imagining. He, to me, he looks like some, like, uh, like Murloc like god or something, like sitting on a little throne, like holding up fire or something. Like, just the imagery of imagining that whenever a murloc comes out on the board, he's just like doing some fire thing to the whole board. Like is amazing. I love it. So I don't know. I want this to be good. I want this yeah, to be I a do. four or plus four plus. I, I do just, too. I have some, I have some concerns, but if it ends up being altruist, that's a pretty good card. Uh, light chain lightning is the ranked spell for shaman. It is a two mana nature spell that says deal two damage to a minion and a random adjacent minion. So two minions get hit by this. 
Uh, it goes up to three damage at rank five, four damage at rank 10. Seems okay. Seems solid. Seems good. It doesn't go everywhere, but I think I think it sees play. It's a uh, it's a s- unassuming three. To me. I had it as a two. I'm less impressed with it, and there's a bit of randomness to it as well. So it kind of makes it. Eh, I don't know. I just I just I'm not hype on it. So I gave it a two. I gave it a three. Um, I think this is also one that works with Brucon, so you know the nature spell is great, um, and I feel like the fact that you're only hitting two minions, you know, unless the meta is super aggressive, uh, you know, usually there's only two or three minions out on the board, anyways. So it, I don't feel like it's going to be that random in some cases. So I think you can really manipulate it to what you want. I don't think it's super fantastic, but I think it's solid. Yeah, I, I, I mean, two, two damage to do four to or three, two dam, two mana to do three damage to two random minions seems pretty solid to me. So I think after, after you hit turn five, this starts to be a pretty good value. And if you get spell damage on top of it, that's even better. Uh, the other. Epic is Lilypad Lurker. It is a 5-mana 4-5 elemental that says Battle Cry. If you played an elemental last turn, transform an enemy minion into a 0-1 frog with taunt. So hex on a stick if you played an elemental. Surprisingly, there's enough elementals that I think this is actually going to see some play. It, it, there is some decent elementals, both in shaman itself as well as in the neutral set so and so i think there's going to be an i think this is going to see play i think it's going to be solid it's going to be a three it's not going to be flashy but it's going to be annoying just to have your stuff i i feel like i gave this a three as well i feel like this is definitely a card that you can potentially build around if you're going with elementals like this and earth remnant um and keep in mind, like, the Earth Elemental has been updated, too, in the Classic Shaman set. So, and we still have Cage Fight Custodian. Like, we, there are some good Elementals oh, yeah. still in Shaman outside of this set. So, I feel like, I feel like Elemental Shaman has some real potential this time around. Yeah, I also gave it a three, a I mean, pretty much the same reasons you guys already listed. It seems solid. You're already playing some elementals, probably, so it feels like it can slot in. Uh, if death rattles, which it seems like they're trying to push in some other classes or with some of the neutrals, if death rattles are a thing, having that body and the ability to instantly get rid of that death rattle seems pretty good. And, I mean, you also just want to play it for this artwork because I love the little frog in the the water inside cycle. the it's, inside. Yeah, yeah. it's so okay. cute. Earth Revenant is a four mana two six elemental with taunt that says battle cry deal one damage to all enemy minions. That seems okay. Uh, it doesn't seem great. I don't think it's quite Lily Pad Lurker level, so I gave it a two. But I think it's I think two six is tough to deal with, and it's a taunt, yeah. and it keeps you on board to be able to play the lily pad lurker on on turn five. So it's it's going to be an elemental dex probably if you're playing elemental shaman. Um, 
So there it's probably a three or a four, but just overall I gave it a two, but I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it is borderline. And I went a little bit higher and I went with the three. So I feel like, yeah, if you're, if you're going to play elemental, this is probably an auto include probably, I don't know if you want to play that more than Kazakis, but you know, I think if you're not, if you, if, if you want to stick with elementals, you'll probably want more chances to make the lily pad go off on five. So, yep. Yeah, I gave it a two. Kind of the same thinking as Mage. Like, I, I feel like if you're playing an elemental shaman, you probably include it in that. I'm not sure if you want to run it in, like, every shaman deck. Um, but, it, yeah, it's okay. No Finn can stop us is a three mana rare spell that says give your minions plus one plus one. Give your Murlocs an extra plus one plus one. I like Murloc Shaman. I'd like it to be good. I, I think we've seen three mana spells that give plus one plus one. Those are okay. They sometimes see play, sometimes don't. This gives your Murlocs an extra plus one, plus one. I think this is actually going to see some play. So I gave this a three. You're primarily going to see it in a Murloc deck, though, obviously. I gave... Token deck, it might be play. Though. I gave it a two because I feel like it, it's going to see play in the Murloc deck, and I don't know um, outside of it. Um, depends if that overload card that gives everything Storm's Fury or whatever it's called... Um, that gives everything just plus one, plus one on overload. If that's getting rotated out, I don't remember if it is or not. Um, but with this, I feel like this is going to definitely see like definition of like a fringe support card in like one deck. Dragon Rider. Uh, so you're thinking Storm's Wrath, yes. and that is Descent of Dragon. Okay, so that is leaving. So it it um, might have more play. I'm not 100 percent sure. So I, I I went a little bit lower. So yeah. Yeah. Um. I also gave this one a three. I think in more aggressive decks where you want to just buff your board, especially because the cheaper one that we just talked about, Storm's Wrath, is leaving. Uh, I think you can use it in that, but I definitely think you're, you want to include that in uh, Murloc decks. So I think it can see play in a couple varieties. Uh, you're probably not running this in like control type decks, so that's why I didn't like play it above that or uh, score it above that. But yeah, I think it's fine. Tiny Finn's Caravan is a two mana one three that says at the start of your turn, draw a Murloc. This is a one. You want to play a Murloc on two, and if you play this anytime after turn two, it's going to die before it draws you a Murloc. So you would have rather had a Murloc. So don't play this, play a Murloc, and you'll be a lot. So I gave this card a six on cuteness, <laughs> but on uh, <laughs> on rating, I gave it a one. This gives this is the goat of the set on cuteness. Um, on playability, it is a dumpster fire, so. Yep, it's a one. Go next. Arid Stormer is a three mana two, five elemental that says battle cry. If you played an elemental last turn, gain rush and wind fury. This is pretty good. This is allows you to, in the early game, kind of help control the board while keeping your elemental train going to get into your, uh, Lilypad Lurker or the Revenant or something else. 
I, I like it. Uh, it's don't know how much play it'll see outside of that, but it it's there's some two mana. There's a two mana elemental as well. So uh, it seems solid. It's a, I gave it a three because I do think it could see some play outside of uh, an element. I also gave it a three. I think it's a really solid card. And if you can get it to go off, it's a sweet, very nice board control tool. I gave it a four. I really like this one. I think it's fantastic. I feel like there's situations where you honestly probably can just play it as a two five just to get the elemental effects to trigger something else. Uh, but if you get the battle cry, it's just even better. There's a neutral card that we'll talk about later that could allow if you get the, you know, play them on curve, you could play this on two and get the battle cry. So who if you could pull that off, this card is sweet. I love it. South Coast Chieftain is a 2-mana 3-2 Murloc that says Battlecry. If you control another Murloc, deal 2 damage. Hey, that's the 2-drop you should be playing instead of the Caravan. It's really good. It's even better if you can actually get the 2 damage to control the board so that your Murlocs don't die so that you can keep doing Murloc things. This is this is a 3. It is a really good card. Uh, pretty much any time after turn two if you're playing a Murloc deck. I also gave this card a three. A very solid, very good bonus effect. So, yeah, I like it a lot. I gave it a four. I love this card as well. Oh, my goodness. Um, I just, yeah, all the reasons you guys listed. I mean, uh, kind of like an SI agent in a way, but great for Murlocs. You can send it face. If you want to, you know, there's so many scenarios. I just love it. Spawn Pool Forager is a one mana, one, two Murloc that says death rattle, summon a one, one tiny fin. And it's not uh, that the tiny fins rather cute as well. This is just a solid one drop that puts a Murloc inside a Murloc. So you've got a better chance of Murlocs being on the board so you can do Murloc things. This is a three. I gave it a four. I think I think a lot of like this is just a one drop you could play pretty much in most scenarios. And the fact that it like works so well with the South Coast Chieftain, because there's almost no way if you're not playing against Rogue <laughs> that they're going to take both Murlocs off the board. So this is a pretty Get good way to secure a Murloc on turn two. So I really think this is a very, very solid card. Yeah, so I'm looking at it. I gave this a three, but I just pulled up the Shaman one mana cards for standard because uh, the website <laughs> does have it all updated. It is literally going to be, at least for now, Novice Zapper and this card. That is it. So I feel like because of that, like if you want one drops in your shaman deck, you probably play this even if you don't care about the fact that it's a murloc. Yeah. Like it's just a decent one drop. So I actually might bump mine up to a four because that is pretty good. Now maybe in a year from now or a year and a half when we have five or six sets and plus all the mini sets and stuff, maybe there's other stuff you play instead. But this is good. Yeah, my my assumption was you there was probably other one drops that you would play, but yeah, that seemed that's a that, that, is, that is a Darth of of one 
one mana minions I mean, that you would want to play. So maybe there's some neutral ones like that you would want to play. Yeah, but I don't feel like they're that great. Like, no, they're not that good. Just kidding. I bumped. I bumped my Murloc to a four, so you should feel comfortable doing it as well. Okay, let's move on to Warlock. And first up, we have Nehru Fireblade. He's a 5-mana 5-5 five five battle cry. If your deck is empty, open a portal that uh, that sits on your board with uh, fills your board with 3-2 imps at the end of your turn. So, um, if you remember Lakari's Sacrifice, remember how rampant that card was throughout the meta. Now amplify it with having to empty your deck and take fatigue damage every time you do it. Um, I've never done this before, but I gave this card a zero. I think this I think this card is a dumpster fire that needs to be taken out from orbit with a nuclear weapon just to be sure. Like, I don't I don't I mean I understand that it fills the board with three twos. So essentially at the end of your turn the first turn it comes up, you get, what, four three-twos? Because it, the, the portal takes up a space. It's a battle cry. You have to hold this in your hand in the, the entire game. He's a 5-5. Five, five. And then you get a few three-twos, and then you start taking damage. I'm like, okay. And then they kill you, and you do what? <laughs> I don't know. It just... it. I feel like if you want to do like a more controlly style Warlock, or just like... I don't know, just the idea of just, like, burning your deck just to get this, like, there was, what's his name, um, Nomi, Chef Nomi, and yep. that did that once, but they were 6-6s, six like, uh, 6-3-2s isn't necessarily going to kill your opponent the next turn, like, there are very few scenarios where a board full of 6-6s six would not kill your opponent the next turn, but there are plenty of circumstances where 18 damage does not kill your opponent on the next turn. So I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't get this card. I don't think the payoff's very good. I, it it seems just, I, I don't know. I don't know where they were going with this. Doesn't seem good. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah, I gave it a one. I don't like it. Um, I can maybe see a scenario where, like, you slot this in as a tech card in a tournament deck when you are specifically targeting decks that are going to go to fatigue. And so you have I, <laughs> exactly. I'm to make a reason to play this. <laughs> That's, no, I just don't like it. So there, there's a number of cards in this set that rely on you having almost or completely empty deck and i'm not sure if it's that i just don't like that style of going to fatigue or if the cards are actually just bad and so i did give this a one i i don't i i don't think this is a payoff that you actually would want to try and empty your deck to get out there because of the reasons Daring mentioned, it just doesn't likely kill your opponent the following turn, and then you have to deal with fatigue while trying to kill them with three twos. So I, I don't know, but this this is not the only card 
like this that we're going to talk about. Yeah. So then we go to Taz, Ta- Tamsin Rome, uh, and she's a three mana one three. Whenever you cast a shadow spell that costs one or more, add a copy to your hand that costs zero. Um, this seems fairly decent. I gave it a three. You get a, a free copy of of that, and I don't know what all the uh, shadow spells are, but I assume it's most of um, most of warlock spells. So, getting some of the other like non fell tools like seems pretty solid. So I give it a three. I feel like it's a pretty decent control tool. Yeah, I gave this one a four. Uh, I think it's really good. I think um, it might not be the best right now with the set, depending on like if there's just not enough shadow spells. Uh, but I think this one gets better and better once we get to that more like five, six uh, expansion meta when we have all those cards to really support it. But it seems cheap enough. It's you know, going to give you tons of value. Uh, there's burn spells. There, um, like, it, it seems great. I love this card. Yeah, this is this is a really strong card. You get, you're probably playing this in the mid to late game, so you're going to get two, three spells that you could then get a zero-cost copy of. So I, I gave this a strong three. It, it might be a four. It does, as you say, dragon get better the more cards we have access to so as we get later and later in the year of the griffin i think this card gets better and better all right then we move on to our epics and we start with altar of fire it is a one mana spell destroy the top three cards of each deck uh i give this a two because I, I mean, I think it's probably a one, but one deck's going to try and run it, so I guess that qualifies it as a two. So you know, if you're going to try and get Nehru or like these low ten or less cards in your deck, then you're probably gonna want to empty it. So I guess you'll play this. Yeah, I gave it a one. I don't think the removing and getting down to the bottom of your deck i don't think the payoffs are good enough to warrant running stuff like this sure it you know gets rid of some of your opponent's stuff too but i just don't think it's worth it it's a one i gave this a two my question that i put in the comments was why why would you run this and the only thing i can think of as to why you would run this is because uh you run ticketus and you like burning your opponent's cards and seeing them get infuriated by that. But beyond that, I, I don't I don't I don't get it. Yes, this does help you get towards uh, some of these other payoffs, presumably by having little to no deck left. But I don't know why you'd want to run that deck. So I somebody probably will, but I, it won't be me. So next up, we have Baron Scavenger, and it's one of those payoff cards. It is a six mana six six um, taunt cast one while your deck has ten or fewer cards. So that becomes a one mana six six when you have ten or fewer cards. Uh, same reason as the two because that one deck. I don't think that deck's gonna be good, but that deck will try and run it. So I consider it fringe. Yeah. So, yep. 
Just a two. I gave it a two as well. I think you could slot this into a kind of controly deck um, because they, you know, the it doesn't require your deck to be empty. It's just ten or fewer cards, so at least it's a little bit more flexible that way. Uh, you can still just drop it as a six mana six six taunt, which is fine. Uh, and depending on the meta, you might want to be running some taunts and stuff, anyways. So, uh, with um, the body size, I feel like it's fine, but it's still probably not going to see a lot of play. But I gave it a two. Yeah, as a one mana six six with taunt, this seems like it would be powerful, um, and probably is. The just the deck restriction on it. I just it's the best of these low low number of cards in your deck uh cards and and could see some play in a in a very controlling sort of uh warlock deck as well but i i don't know i don't like it that much it's a two for me as well and next we'll talk about a real one apothecary's cavern uh, caravan, excuse me. Yeah, I can't get anything right tonight. It's a two mana one three at the start of your uh, turn. Summon a one cost minion from your deck. Yeah, this is a one. This is a flat out one. Uh, I'd rather spend two mana on anything else in a deck that would want to play this. So, yeah. Yep, it's a one. I don't think it's quite that bad. I, I actually think there are other caravan cards that are worse than this. Uh, presumably you're running this in a zoo deck that has a fair number yeah. of one drops and getting one of those out might be beneficial to you, but it's really easy to kill. I don't, I, it's, it's probably a one. It probably doesn't see play, but I did give it a two because it, it, it does make sense for what it's trying to do. And there is a deck where it would make sense. The question is, is whether or not it's actually good enough. All right, and then we'll move on to Bloodshard Bristleback. It is a three mana, three, three, life steal. Battlecry, if your deck contains 10 or fewer cards, deal six damage to a minion. I, I gave it a two. It's like maybe something could use it, but yeah, it's pretty trashy, so two. Yep, I also gave it a two. I mean, I like the fact that it's just the 10 or fewer cards, so... I still think you maybe could run this in a control-style deck. Um, it, I can't remember the warrior cards, but there was there was some that had that effect. Like, if you have ten or less cards in your deck, right, didn't it do damage, or, or was it... You're thinking of Omega, the, the Omega effects, yes. which were if you had ten mana crystals. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um, which, those did get slotted in, and I kind of get a similar feel with these that I do did get from those. The fact that it has lifesteal, like you could just drop it earlier as a three, three with lifesteal. Uh, but later, if you get the effects, you get six life as well. When you hit that minion for six, um, I don't know. I, I gave it a two though, but I can see some uses for it. I don't like waiting till there's 10 or fewer cards in my deck for a card to be good. Um, this is okay because it has the lifesteal, but ideally you don't want to play this any time before then because three mana, three, three is just, those aren't particularly good. Uh, so 
you're doing this either to stay alive or because you have 10 or fewer cards, and I just don't want to wait that long. Cards that have to sit in your hand for a long time typically aren't very good, so I don't think this is very good. It's it's a two, but probably borderline one. So then we have Soul Rend. It is a four-mana uh, shadow spell. Deal five damage to all minions. Destroy a card in your deck for each killed. Uh, I give this a two. Like... I guess if you need some AOE, this is something you could do, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem, it seems like the cost is too high for what it does. So yeah, I gave it a two. Yeah, I gave it a two. Again, I can see more of a controlling style deck playing this. Um, The only downside is like, if you are trying to clear a big board, ideally you don't have very many cards in your hand which I don't really know what control warlock deck wants to not have cards in their hand. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It's in your it. deck. So it destroys it off your deck. So it's for. Oh, yeah. the deck. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah exactly. Too, yeah, but... that doesn't make it better. <laughs> that does not make it better. Yeah, no. So that might even be. So... So so here's the thing. So Soul Rend is in there to help you get to those 10 or fewer card cards. The problem is you may just mill or destroy those cards by playing Soul Rend, which then negates your win condition. This is a one. I say no thanks. Even though it like five damage, that's going to kill pretty much anything on the board uh, if you're pay- playing it any time in like the first six turns or so for the most part and so you're gonna you're gonna mill a bunch of you're gonna destroy a bunch of cards and i just i don't like it i don't get it i don't want to play that deck yeah so um next we have grimoire of sacrifice uh it is a one mana spell deal uh destroy a friendly minion uh deal two damage to all enemy minions um this one actually has potential. I still gave it a two because it's still pretty high cost to pay. But if you have a controlly deck that this might actually still be a thing and it's a way to destroy your own minion too. So, which is sometimes if you have some death rattle stuff you could want to do. So yeah, I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well. I, I like it. I think I probably would have given this one like, a four if the Galakron stuff wasn't leaving, because then you could easily just have a one-one that you just destroy that and then deal two to all enemy minions. But that is leaving standard, and so it it has potential though. Like you said, I, there's also the fact that it's a shadow spell, so I think it can work um, pretty like that's one that works pretty nicely with uh, Tamsin. So I like it, okay, but I'm not sure where people play it yet. So I actually think this is a card that is going to see some play because of Tamsin. I, I gave this a three. I think it is a an, a very nice, uh, small, costed AoE that does a fair amount of damage. And like with Tamsin, you could do this twice, uh, and and that ends up being quite, quite handy. You have to have minions to kill, of course. Um, but like... Fiendish Rites is coming back. The four mana get four one one imps uh, in the core set. So there are there's ways to get 
crappy minions that you could grimoire of sacrifice on True. and do a bunch of AOE. So I think this actually will see some play. I gave it a So three. next up we have the uh ranks uh spell, which is Imp Swarm. It is a two mana uh with a summon a three two imp at two uh, you get two imps at five and three at ten. I give this a one. Like so my my bare minimum ground for these spells is you have to be okay with what you you get get at you know less than five mana. I would rather just play a blood imp if I if I want a three two imp. Is blood imp still in flame bit? Flame, flame imp. imp excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it what is. I thought. Yeah, I, I was is. I freaked out for a second. It's like, wait, did flame imp get rotated? I I don't remember everything right now. Yeah, I'd rather play a flame imp. Like, why would you play this card? This card is and like it's not like the number of imps rockets up. You get two at five and three at ten. So it's like, yes, you're paying two mana for three, uh, five or three, three twos with ten plus mana. What is that doing for you at that point in the game? Like that's literally basically like this. This seems like I want to play imps when I want to go fast, and this card does not make me go fast. This like is actively slowing me down. So I think this is a terrible card. I feel like I have a hot take with this one because it seems like a lot of people don't like this. And I'm on the opposite end. I gave this a four. I really like this card. I think you use it in something like Zoo. You can use this to just make a cheaper minion if you want to use like the Grimoire of Sacrifice or something like that. If you do get to a bit later in the game, I mean, getting multiple minions for two damage or for two mana, like, does not feel bad. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's better than what people are giving it credit for. And I like it. So I gave it a four. I gave it a two. I, I do think grimoire, this is a nice, a fairly decent grimoire target that you could just use for minions. If you need to, um, I, I don't think this is anything spectacular. I like a bunch of the other ranked spells a lot more than this one. And then finally, we have the Cabal Outfitter. It's a three mana, three, three, battle cry, and death rattle. Give another random friendly minion plus one, plus one. I give this a, I give this a three. I feel like it's pretty, like, solid for what it does. Essentially, five, five worth of stats if you have another minion on the board. Um, when it comes into the battlefield, when it dies... It's a three, three for three. It slots into Zoo pretty well, and it's, I mean, doesn't seem too bad in any other decks. So, yeah, I like it at three. Yep, um, I like this one a lot. I gave it a four. Still, I really like this card. Yeah, I think you can run it in Zoo, especially. Um, I guess I will say, with the last one and this one, I still, I think these both work really well in Zoo, especially when you're already running things like Broom. And then you can just put this stuff on the board and broom. And with this Cabal Outfitter, you play it and you buff something and you broom and then you can kill this off. And then you immediately get both of those plus one, plus one things when you know you have stuff on the board. So I like it a lot. I think it's great. I agree. Solid three for me. 
Broom does make this a lot more likely that you can get that extra plus one, plus one with the death rattle. Otherwise, even just getting three mana four four across two bodies is is still a solid card. So it it, it definitely finds its way into into zoo and maybe some other place. Okay, now it's dragon. You want to take us back to warrior? Yes, go to the Warrior Legendaries. The first one we have is Overlord Sourfang, 7 mana, 5-4, Battlecry, Resurrect, 2 friendly Frenzy minions, deal 1 damage to all other minions. Uh, I gave this a 4, I think he's pretty solid. Um, I think you can be pretty flexible, honestly, with the Frenzy minions that you're running. And, I mean, dealing one to all of the minions, like, you get the Frenzy minions, and then the deal one goes off, so you get those Frenzy effects... I think there's going to be a lot of ways to use this, and he seems pretty good, so I gave him a four. Yeah, I'm not one hundred percent. It seems very solid, but I didn't quite give him a four. I gave him a three. I think he's going to be a very solid card. I'm not sure how well the frenzy is going to work out. So, but if you're playing the frenzies, you're going to play him. So he seems solid. The card does seem powerful. Uh, Res effects definitely can get uh, abused potentially and we just don't know how powerful or how great these frenzy minions are going to be so i gave this a three um i'm not quite sure where the power level of this actually lies but it seems like on its face that it could be pretty good okay what do we have next right. uh we have the other legendary rokara uh, this is a 3-mana 2-3 rush. After a friendly minion attacks and survives, give it plus 1, plus 1. Uh, I initially rated this a 3, but honestly, after hearing a lot of other people like give their reasonings for it, and I I'm curious to see what you guys say, I might bump her up to a 4, because she has rush herself, so... It doesn't say after another friendly minion, it just says after a friendly minion attacks, so if you rush her into something small... She automatically gets a buff, so she's like she's getting immediate value, and there's plenty of other rush things. Uh, I don't know. I think she seems pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I gave her a three. Reminds me of the warrior from the Witchwood. Uh, it wasn't Gen Grayman. It was uh, how, what was his name? Anyways, it was the four four thrush that gets plus two plus two when you kill a minion. So like, this is very similar to that. Um, it seems solid. I think the effect is good. Um, so I gave it a three. Gave it a three as well. I initially rate, I initially read this as it was that Rokara herself, you'd rush in and buff, but then actually seeing that other minions can buff this up as well. And then you could run, um, Rokara in and, and trade as well. This got a lot more interesting to me, and I think it might be better than I'm giving it credit for. But I think it's a solid three and and could could see a fair amount of play if it ends up being better than that. All right. Well, on to the epics. We have Morshan Elite, a five mana four four taunt. Battle cry. If your hero attacked this turn, summon a copy of this. Uh, I gave this one a two. I'm not sure if you want to play it in like every single warrior deck, but it is pretty solid. And I mean, getting two four four taunts as early as the mid game, you know, if your hero attacked or being able to coin it even 
does seem pretty solid. But I don't know if you want to run it in all of them, but I think there's like one deck that really takes advantage of it. I gave it a three. I feel like it's an easy enough uh, requirement to hit. And like thinking of the the mage one that duplicates if you control a secret, and that's pretty good. So like I could be wrong, but I figure it's it's a little bit more solid than a two in my opinion. So I went three. Uh, it it definitely to me is a three because Sword Eater is a card and it is going to see a lot of play, and that just this ends up going very well into that, allowing you to get uh, this battle cry and getting two four fours. A five mana four four with taunt is okay, but I feel like you're going to get two of them more often than not. So I gave this a three. That's fair. Next we have Rancor, a four mana spell. Deal two damage to all minions, gain two armor for each destroyed. I gave it a two. Uh, I'm not completely sold on it. Um, I mean, it's all minions, so you're hitting your own. You have to kill them to get the armor. It just seems like there's a lot that has to go into it for it to be as valuable. So I gave it a two. I gave it a three. I think this card has a lot of potential. I'm not 100% sure on that. I mean, you could easily have spent that um, on Armor Smith and uh, Risky Skipper right before. So there's there's always that chance that it does enough, but I'm not 100% sure. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a harder card to use than obviously Risky Skipper, Armor Smith. So I give it a three. If it is a two, I, I think that it's I think that it's a powerful effect. I think the mana cost on it just makes it a bit difficult to play. Like it ends up feeling like it costs too much more often than not, because you have ways of dealing two damage to all minions uh, for a lot less than four mana, and you're not guaranteed to necessarily get armor from anything. So uh, it just situation has to be good for this card to be good and i just don't know how often that situation is going to come up so i don't know how often you'd want this in your deck okay all right uh next we have the warrior rank spell conditioning two mana give minions in your hand plus one plus one at five mana it's plus two plus two and ten mana is plus three plus three I gave this a one. I just, I've never really liked the hand buff mechanic. I don't think it's very good. Uh, it does require you to have more minions to get the more value on it. And it just feels a little slow. So I gave it a one. I gave it a two. I think it deserves just a little bit more credit than, than the one. So, um, because it, it, in the end, it is a plus three, plus three. At 10 plus mana, Warrior generally has an easier time going into the late game. So, like, I don't think it's great, but I think it, it's going to have a little bit of the fringy support benefit. Yeah, I could. I guess I could see where you're coming from on that, Daring. I, I gave it a 2 as well. I think it, I think it might. It, it's one of those scenarios where I think you can, with Warrior and this rank spell, I think you have a lot better chance of using it when you want to use it rather than using it when you have to use it. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it seems okay for what it does. And if you hit a bunch of minions that might 
definitely might give you some value there. Next up, we have uh, Weapon Outrider's Axe. Four mana, three attack, three durability. After your hero attacks and kills a minion, draw a card. I gave this a two. I just, I feel like there's other weapons that you're running and you can use like cutting class. I don't know if you want to be playing it. Maybe you do, but I see this getting a little better later. Like maybe next year after some other stuff rotates. I had it down as a three. I think it's a three. It's a three attack weapon with three durability that also works well with cutting class. Um, it's I feel like it's an okay slotted weapon and it draws a card when you kill a minion. So there's upside. It does enough damage. I feel like it does more damage than a um, Reaper Scythe. Because it does nine, whereas Reaper, Reaper size does eight. If you're just swing, swing face, and it has the upside of drawing cards if you need it to. So, I like that. So I gave it a three. So Battle Rage got removed from the core set, if I recall. So I feel like actually, um, cutting class might be one of the few ways right now that that warrior is legitimately going to have to draw cards. So I actually really like this card. I think um, we've seen a four mana three attack weapon work really well in warrior. And the fact that you draw cards with this uh, lends itself really well. It's another weapon that you can then make sure that you have the, uh, the Morshan elite get duplicated for as well. Um, so, and this potentially gives you two additional draws to find it by turn five. So, uh, you know, if you play this on four, you play the, and then run attack on four and five. So I, I like it. I gave it a strong three. I think it's going to see a fair yeah, amount battle, of Yeah, um, uh, Battle Rush has uh, been taken out. Or yeah. Battle Rage, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> yeah. All right, and the next one we have is Warsong Envoy. It's a one mana, one three. Frenzy, gain plus one attack for each damaged character. Um, I don't know. I gave this a two. I'm not sold on it. I mean, maybe it gets okay, but like the Frenzy thing, it's not a, like, it would be pretty good if it were a battle cry. But the fact that it's a Frenzy, I think I like it a little less, so I'm not sure on it. I also gave this a two. I mean, at the end of the day, the best it could be is like a one or, you know, like a seven, two. It's got two health. It's got to have two health to do anything. So like, uh, I I mean, it says for each damaged character. So yeah, like that's I guess I could, your opponent's yeah. stuff and yours and the, the heroes. That's fair. That's I mean, but the, the real the real kicker for me is it's got two health. It's super easy to just take it. Yeah. And if there's a bunch of damaged characters on the other side, they're coming right for this thing. So I, I gave it a two. So I give, I give this a three only because it's a one three, a one mana one three, which typically is good. Um, we see it in other classes. I don't know if the if Warrior is necessarily a class that can leverage a one three quite as well. I'm not expecting to get the frenzy to go off, but if the frenzy does go off, that suddenly becomes potentially something that your opponent has to deal with. 
So I it might be a two, but I I, I gave it a low three, and I think it it might see some play. Next, we have Bulk Up, a two-mana spell. Give a random taunt minion in your hand, plus one, plus one, and copy it. I gave this a two. Again, I'm not really sold on the hand buff stuff, and you have to... It's specifically for taunt. So the other stuff we've seen similar to that hasn't really seen a lot of play or use, so I just gave it a two. Uh, yeah, it's a two. Uh, yeah, it's a two. It's a one. You pointed out exactly why it's a one. Every card that's been taunt specific like this, spell based taunt specific, it has not seen play. So this is, I have no, I feel like there's, this is not going to be the exception. So I said, nope, I do not want this card. One. All right. Uh, next up, we have Stoneball Anchorman, a five mana four five pirate with Rush. And Frenzy, draw a card. I gave this a four. I I really like this card. I think it's pretty solid. He's got Rush. You can get some card draw. I feel like he can work in multiple archetypes, just as a Rush minion or as a Frenzy minion. He can work maybe in a Menagerie Warrior thing. I, I think there's some uses. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think four is very accurate. It's got a decent stat block. It rushes. It draws a card, like, it does everything you want a minion to do, and it's got a tag that Warrior supports. So, like, yeah, I like it at four. I didn't quite give it a four, but I definitely see where you're coming from. I gave this a strong three for exactly the reasons you mentioned. Rush and the Frenzy, it's got five health, so it's got a fairly decent chance of surviving to draw you that card. All right, and our last warrior card is Whirling Combatant, four mana, two, six. Battlecry and Frenzy deal one damage to all other minions. I gave this a three. Like, I think it's fine. I think it can be used in some cases. I don't think it gets slotted into every warrior deck necessarily. Um, but there's definitely some synergies I can see it being used in. And it's decent stats. Like, it's definitely going to live for the Frenzy, so. I gave it a two. I'm... I see the applications. I don't know. It doesn't seem super great to me, but I guess we'll see. I could see more potential uses for it, but I'll stick with the two. Minions that have an effect like this on them uh, seem okay. They tend to tend to be pretty solid. I gave this a three. I think it's going to see some play. It's got some other four drops that it's going to have to contend with, which might push it out. But uh, but it it's strong enough that I think it could see some play. And so that concludes all yes. the class cards. We've gotten through a hundred class cards, which means 35. we have just 35 cards okay. left. So how about, so uh, yeah, how about you start us? We're going to try exactly. through So this. you start out and we will, we will each take a card in a row. So go ahead and start us out with Blade Master Samuro. The first card is Blade Master Samuro, the neutral minion, four mana, one six rush, uh, frenzy deal damage equal to this minion's attack to all enemy minions. I think this sees sees some play. It seems pretty solid. I gave it a three. I don't think it goes everywhere, but it it's gonna see play in a couple. I mean, places. I gave it a two. I feel like you have to do way too much for it to him to like. Yes, he gets to rush and potentially deal one damage to everything. But if you want to do significant damage, you have to buff him up. 
So I'm like, and then it starts becoming a six to eight cost car. I, I just, I, I think it's a two. Yeah, I also gave it a two. Um, the spot where I immediately see this is in Paladin, along with things like uh, Barov and then this, because you rush it in and it feels frenzy and kills everything, or Libram of Justice. So it feels like it works really well with stuff that some of the Paladin yeah, tools. Yeah, that's a very running. good point. So, but I. But I don't know if it goes in a ton of decks. I think it's pretty fringe like that, so I gave it a two. Yeah, Priests, I think it could work pretty well as well um, with yep. the buff effects that it that Priest has available to it. But yeah, it, it's not going everywhere, but I could see it in a few classes. Okay, then we have Cargall Battlescar. He is a uh, seven mana, five, five. Uh, Battlecry, summon a 5-5 lookout for each war post you've summoned this game. So war posts we'll talk about a little bit later. I think maybe one of them is potentially playable and you might put it in there as a tech card. But I think this is a 2. I think this is super fringy. I don't think the, the war or watch posts are good enough to justify playing this card. Yep, I gave it a two as well. Same reasons. I think if you're playing watch post stuff, you're putting it in there, but I'm not seeing it outside of that. I'm not sure you're putting it in there, even if you're playing. That's fair. Watch yeah. So I put. I gave. Fair. I, I gave. I gave this a one because I just don't know that the. I mean, the five five lookout actually is pretty decent. I mean, you're. We were thinking about know me. Um. Then then you know you could do that, but the caught. You have to play a lot of minions that can't attack. They have to die so that you have room on the board so that these five fives can come out. So I don't I don't know. I, I don't get it. One. All right, Dragon Rider. All right. Yeah, the next one we have is Kazakis Golem Shaper, four mana, three, three, legendary. Battlecry, if your deck has no four cost cards, build a custom golem. And in the kind of like news section our previous episode we talked about those options and all of that which i scored this a five i think this is fantastic i'm definitely going to do some testing with this i love the different uh potential options for the golems and i feel like it's going to be super flexible and in some decks i don't think you even will miss having other four cost stuff yeah i'm not 100 sure on it so i gave it a four it's super solid i I'm probably leaning more towards it's a five, but like I feel like I I can't say 100% sure that four drops are going to be worth leaving out fully for this card. So, yep, I went with the four. I gave this a four as well. I think it's a strong effect. I think it's exciting, uh, an exciting card and fun card. So I think it's going to see a lot of experimentation early in the expansion. And we're going to find out just how good this card actually is and, and which classes decide that they would rather go with some four drops that they have access to than this. But I think there'll be a few that ultimately end up keeping it. So I have it as a four. What I don't have a four is as a four is Mankirk, which we are getting for free on the reward pass. He is a three mana three four with a battle cry that says help Mankirk find his wife. She was last seen somewhere in your deck. I love the flavor of this card. I've played World of Warcraft. I know who Mankirk is. This is not a good card, so I don't know why you would actually put this in your deck. 
I gave it a one. Yep. I hate this card. Like you said, love the flavor, the card. Nah, don't like it. It's a one for me. I gave it a two. I could see someone like finding a fringe use because you you get a three ten that attacks face when you summon Ogra. So like it's not all bad, but yeah, it's it's not great. So I gave it a two, like a low two. Okay, and then we have Shadow Hunter Vulgen, as he's been in this set. You know, we got him a while back. So he's a five mana, three six battle cry. Choose a minion, swap it with a random one in your the owner's hand. I mean, he's not really seeing any play right now, and I don't see anything that will change that. So I gave him a two. Mage. Oh, I. I feel like he's there is some niche play. I think part part of it was that it was a new card, so you were playing him. That that draw is going to kind of go by the wayside when we have an entire expansion. I gave it a low two because uh, I expect it'll still see a small amount of play, but um, it's very close to a one. Yeah, I actually gave it a three just because I think it is pretty solid, but. Uh... In our Amberflight review, somebody did point out that it's seeing a lot of play in Highlander decks, and those are leaving standards. So, yeah, it probably will start to see less play, unless there's some, like, really crazy combo decks that, you know, getting to pull out a piece from a combo deck or something would be insane. But yeah, maybe it is uh, only a two instead of a three. Um, the next I was, thinking we... com- I, I was thinking combo would probably yeah. be the primary spot you see this. I guess it just depends on how relevant those are, which, you know, probably still only two. <laughs> um, but the next card we have is an epic Baron's Blacksmith, five mana, three, five frenzy. Give your other minions plus two, plus two. I gave this a four. I like this card a lot. I'm going to try to use it in like some aggro decks some token style decks. Like I consider maybe even slotting this into something like token druid, um, Maybe Paladin with some of those other, like, you know, the the cheap spells to buff up your stuff. And I don't know. I like it. I'm definitely going to do some testing with it. Yeah, I give it a two. I think it's a three, five that dies super easy on turn five without triggering its frenzy. So, like, I feel like that and any time after, like, its best chance to trigger is if you were to coin it out on four. If you can't do that, like it, it the increase the chance of you getting to do it is goes downhill. Like your your best chance is, you know, that and broom. Since it doesn't have rush, the 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 chances yeah. of it going off are slim to none. So I gave it I gave it a two. Yeah, I think I gave it a two because broom is still a card for now. Uh, you just don't want to play these stats on five mana. Uh, even even with the potential upside, I feel like there's enough ways that your opponent could deal five damage that you won't get the frenzy, and then you'll be really sad. Uh, Crossroads Watchpost is the first of the Watchpost cards that we will talk about. It is epic. It is a four mana four six. Can't attack whenever your opponent casts a spell. Give your minions plus one plus one. Um. Opponent's probably going to have to cast a spell to uh, to get rid of this in a lot of cases. Um, question is, is, do you have other minions on the board that get the buff? 
I'm not sure. I gave it a two. I, I maybe, maybe you play this, but probably not. Can't attack cards are really tough. You have to do something pretty special to want to run a can attack card in your deck. Yeah, I gave this one a three. I actually think it's pretty decent. Again, I'm looking at it as like from token style decks and and things where you're definitely going to have some minions on board. Um, the one thing I do really like about this one is it just says give your minions plus one plus one. So I'm assuming that this also gets the plus one plus one, which then just makes it more difficult for your opponent to kill. So then you can keep buffing your stuff. Um, so I think that's why I gave it a three. Otherwise, if it didn't have all those, I'd probably give it a two. But I like it. I, think I gave fine. it a three as well. I feel like this one has the, the potential to see a little bit of play. So, yep. And then we move on to Primordial Protector. It is an 8-mana, 6-6 six, six elemental. Draw your highest cost spell. Summon a random minion with the same cost. So it's kind of like how Spiteful Summoner was, but it aims at the highest cost spell, and it draws that spell. I give it a 2. I, see, I can see a Druid deck built to use this card, and that's about it. I mean, that's just, uh, what do you call it, uh... Survival of the fittest. Maybe you can try and do something with mage. Maybe I don't know. Uh, it's, that feels like a stretch. Like I feel like you could slot that in druid, but that's about it. Elemental shaman was another spot I thought this actually could go. Oh uh, yeah, tidal wa- tidal so wave still a thing. Yeah, so t- tidal wave yeah, is still a thing. That, so, that too. Uh, that seems really good, and Druid seems pretty good, and I feel like there might be other applications for it. So I actually gave this a four, because I think getting two bodies for eight mana that potentially could be, you know, four, four or better, and you draw a card that you're probably going to want to play in the next couple of turns uh, is is pretty good. So four. Yeah, I initially gave this a two, but I have considered putting it up to a three, um, there are a decent amount of decks right now. I mean, we just listed, like, I, I definitely think those are the three that come to mind for me as well that you guys already listed. Um, the catch for me is I do feel like it is a little slow. So you're probably only running this in like slower control style decks anyways. So it's not going to get slotted into like every single deck. Um, and it might be too slow unless you're really building the deck to be able to like survive to that later game. But you could be beaten down bef- like by aggro or something before this really gets to go off. Um, but there's definitely some applications for it. And also the fact that this is coming out early in this cycle. So we could see some crazy high cost spells that really make this viable later on as well. Um, but the next one we have is South Sea Scoundrel. It is a four mana five, five pirate. Battle cry, discover a card in your opponent's deck. They draw theirs as well. I don't like this very much. I gave it a two, but I might even consider just dropping that to a one. I just, I don't understand this. I, don't I like gave it. it a two on the sheer ground that it's a pirate that's a five, five for four. Like, that's the only reason it got a two was because the stats are high enough that, like, I'm like, okay, I might can see a pirate deck justifying that, so. Yeah, the 5-5 stats are really good for the for the mana cost, and you're getting uh, a card um, 
from your opponent's deck, which is kind of interesting. I still gave it a two. I, I don't see many applications for it, but it's it's something you could try and do. And, you know, some sort of menagerie build, this, this could make some sense. Uh, last epic is a spirit healer, a four mana three six. It says after you cast a holy spell, give a random friendly minion plus two health. Um, I mean, there's classes that are going to have holy spells. I don't know if they necessarily want to run this to give their minions extra health. So I give this a two. It's difficult to remove for the six health, but. I don't know if, if you're going to see it, so it's going to even matter. Yeah, I gave it a two as well. Yep. I don't... Eh. Yep, two. Okay, let's speed round through the rest of these ones. So let's go to Burning Blade Acolyte. Uh, five mana, one, one. Death Rattle, summon a five, eight, eight demon spawn with taunt. Um, I gave this a two. Like, it's a five, eight taunt after it dies... But it has to die, so you, chances are your opponent's not going to attack it. And so you're going to have to kill it your next turn. Eh, it's fringy, so I give it a two. I don't really like... The, these cards always seem decent, but end up not really seeing constructed play. Again, this, this is a better card, I think, in like Arena or something, but... Uh, I, so I gave it a one. I, I just don't see scenarios where you're necessarily running this. If you're doing a death rattle thing, though, maybe that this is this is one of your payoff, big payoff sort of cards. Yeah, I gave it a one as well. I'm probably not slotting this into any deck. I am going to be kind of annoyed seeing this when my opponent gives it off Jandis. Then that dies, and then there's a five eight taunt. That's going to be annoying. Um, but I'm not playing it in my decks. Um, next, we have Hecklefane Hyena, a 2-mana two 2-4 two beast. Battlecry, deal 3 damage to your hero. Still don't like this one. This one's also a 1 for me. Yeah, it's a 1. It's, eh, no, it's just a 1. I gave it a 2. It's not quite as good as a Flame Imp, but it might be worth running as, like, an early aggressive card. But the 2-attack just, uh... You're you're likely trading with this card, and you don't necessarily want to trade if you're if you're aggressive. So okay, and then we next we have Horde Operative. It's a three mana three four battle cry. Copy your opponent's secrets and put them into play. Two. I mean, it's a tech card. Maybe you run it sometimes. I don't know. It just doesn't seem very good. I like. Canyon Master Smith, do you run this in that deck? I don't know that you do because it relies on your opponent having secrets. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's a tech card. It's a two. I gave it a one. I just don't like this. I mean, I think if it like stole your opponent's mm -hmm. secrets and put them in play, that would be better. But just copying them is like, okay, sure. Uh, if secrets are super popular, then great, but. It's a one for me. Next, we have more... Sh oh, so I'm sorry. Don, this one's you. So... Uh, okay. you, I think oh, Mage, I'm mage. sorry. <laughs> it's late. Right. I apologize. <laughs> it's all good. Go ahead, Dragon Rider. 
All right, so we have Morshan Watchpost, a three mana, three five. Can't attack after your opponent plays a minion, summon a two two Grunt. This one I gave a three. I kind of like this one. I think um, probably before how popular Ogre Mancer got, I would have scored this a little bit lower, but seeing how Ogre Mancer has done, this is kind of the same effect, but with the uh, minions. Seems fine. I kind of like it. I gave it a two just because Ogre Mancer still exists at this moment in time. So, yeah, I just, I give it a two. So, yeah. I think it's the best of the watch posts, which really isn't saying a whole lot. Uh, I gave it, I gave it a two as well. It's, I mean, it's a turn three play, I guess, that you can do that your opponent then probably feels like they have to deal with. Uh, Tuaro Brave? Is that how that's played? That's the best guess I have. I think Taraho, I think. Taraho? Taraho Brave? A six mana 4-8 with Frenzy that says destroy a random enemy minion. Okay. Uh, Eight means that it probably will get that Frenzy. Uh, It's destroying a random minion. It's okay, but it's not great. Six mana, I'd say this is a two. I gave it a three. Reminds me a little bit of um, Convincing Infiltrator, so I gave it a three. I gave it a three as well. I think they're, you could probably use it in a couple different decks, probably more like controlling type decks. Um, but I think it might see some play in maybe like uh, Warrior and Priest. Okay, so then we have Baron's Trapper. It is a three mana two four. Your death rattle cards cost one less. Uh, I gave it a two because you're probably gonna, if you want to try death rattle demon hunter, you might play this card. Other than that, what are you doing? So I gave it a two. Very fringy. Uh, it's an odd stat line. Like as far as like, I don't necessarily want to pay three mana to reduce the cost of my death rattles. Like if it was. Uh, a little bit less than this, then maybe. Um, so I, I gave this a two. You you probably try running this in your death rattle deck. I don't know if it stays in your death rattle deck though. Yeah, that was kind of my thinking too, and why I actually just went with giving it a one. I just there we've seen some similar effects before, and they just really don't see competitive play. They don't seem to stick around. So. And we already talked earlier with like mostly Demon Hunter, but it doesn't feel like there's going to be enough death rattles for it to even warrant playing. So I gave it a one. Mage. Okay. Crossroad, Crossroads Gossiper, three mana, four, three. That says after a friendly secret is revealed, gain plus two, plus two. Again, it relies on secrets, which not every deck is going to run. So this is a two-ish sort of tech card thing. Yeah, I gave it a three. Uh, I feel like the decks that run it might, this might be decent. Uh, it's probably a two, though. So yeah, it's I friendly, gave it, a two. it is friendly secrets. So yeah, you do know whether yeah. or not you're running secrets. So Yeah. Yeah, I give it a two. I think I can see Secret Mage maybe slotting this in um, because I feel like that's one of the only decks that is probably going to be really running enough secrets. Maybe people try this in like Secret Paladin, but again, I'm not like high on that deck, so we'll see. I, 
I think this could be okay in Secret Palace, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one, we have Dark Spear Berserker, a four mana, five, seven. Death Rattle, deal five damage to your hero. Hate it. I gave it a one. I think this has a little bit more play in some in, in aggressive deck, in all honesty. So I gave it a two, but like there have been cards with downsides like this before that I've seen play. So I feel like this has some potential to see play because five damage to your hero in an aggressive deck, that's not that much. So yeah, I like it at a two. Yeah, five seven stats for four mana is pretty pretty good. And all it has to do is hit once to be even. If it hits twice, you've you've you're 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 doing plus damage. So I I too think this could find its way into an aggro deck. It's the top end of an aggro deck, so I gave it a two. But it could see. Next some up play. we have Deathhead Cultist. It's a three mana two four taunt. Death Rattle, restore four health to your hero. I gave it a three, mainly because I like the uh, the Shaman version of that way back in the day. But that was a battle cry. I don't remember. It was an elemental that healed you on the way into the battlefield. So I like that, and I think this is kind of fun. So I gave it a three. Yeah, it seems okay. Uh, I gave it a three as well. I, it's... It's just if you need a taunt at at a, at around three mana, you'll probably run this. I like this a lot. I gave this one a four. Uh, I think it being a neutral, I feel like it can actually slot into a variety of decks. Um, I honestly don't even mind playing this in a more aggressive deck. Uh, there were some. Oh, what was it? I think it was was it the Druid cards we were talking about? The like, uh, you can buff it, and then if it's a taunt, you get a copy. Like, I feel like the. Yeah, that's a druid legendary. And... Yeah. Yeah, so like I I feel like there's some spells and some other things that work with the taunts in a variety of classes and I think this could fit into a somewhat aggressive deck, a mid-range deck, a more controlling deck because of the healing. Like I feel like it's just very versatile, so I gave it a 4. Farwatch Post is next up. It is a two mana two four that says can't attack after your opponent draws a card. It costs one more up to ten. I don't think you run this card, even with the payoff for having uh, Watch Post in your deck. I gave this a one. I gave it a two. This is the Watch Post I actually like the most because it's a two mana two four, so it's super cheap and affects your opponent like a lot more. So I gave it a, I gave it a two. I, I still don't think you run it, but I like this one the most. Yeah, I gave this one a one. I just really don't like this one. I feel like it like the stats are great, but Cult Neophyte is what I think of. And Cult Neophyte has probably better stats for the cost. And it can attack. <laughs> and also it affects more than just one card. So I, I feel like Neophyte is just a bit more versatile and better in that case. And I just don't think this one is is worth it enough yeah, for... Yeah, that's, that's fair. I just like that know, it's cheap enough like, and it also is permanent. Like, cult Neophyte's one turn and this is permanent, so... That's true. Yep, then... Um, the next yep. one we have Go ahead. is... Oh, uh, Gold Road Grunt... A uh, five mana, three seven taunt 
Frenzy, gain armor equal to the damage taken. I gave this a one. I just don't like it. I don't understand it. I don't... Like, most of the time I feel like the Frenzy is still only going to trigger for like one. Or maybe if you're attacking into something small. I, I just don't feel like it's worth it. I gave it, it a two. Uh, I don't know. I have it as a two as well. I, I think your opponent can play around the frenzy pretty easily. And so at that point, I don't know why you would run it in the deck. Then we have Gruntled Patron. It's a four mana, three, three frenzy. Summon another uh, Gruntled Patron. Seems like all the other patron cards are terrible except for Grim Patron. And this one does not disappoint. I gave it a two. Yeah, I I gave, I gave it a one because, as you said, every other patron but Grim Patron has been terrible and hasn't really seen play. Oh, this is another hot take. I gave this one a four. I kind of like it. I think there's going to be some uses, and I I think there's going to be ways to trigger the frenzy, and you can still chain it because you trigger the frenzy on this one, which summons another one, which will have the frenzy. See, and then you can trigger that one, and you can keep the chain going. I think there is going to be some uses for this, so I gave it a four. Hog Rancher is a three mana, three two. Battle Cry summon a two one Hog with Rush. The Hog with Rush is amazing. Amazing card art. It is amazing. So cute. Uh, the card itself, overall, not particularly great. It's a two and might even be a one because you just don't typically run these cards. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a two as well. I feel like. The one, the two one with Rush, it's okay. So I gave it a two. I gave it a three. It probably is a two, though. Um, I gave it a three again because, like, token style and aggro style decks, and there's a lot of things that can buff. So I think you can find some uses for this. Um, but So I gave it a three. Uh, next one we have is Injured Marauder, a four mana, five, ten taunt. Battle Cry, deal six damage to this minion. Yeah, I don't like it. I hate it. It's one. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a two because Priest might want to play it because they played Injured Blade Master. So this, like, they can heal it up. They can do things with it. So I gave it a two. Yeah, if we had a res slash taunt deck, this would be the card that you would put in there because that is an absolute brick wall. But I don't know that we have one of those. Uh, and getting a 510 without the taunt seems less great which is what the druid legendary does so i i don't know where this goes this is a two but probably okay next up we have kindling elemental one mana one two battle cry the next elemental you play cost one less yeah that's a three um it, it could be depends how good the elemental decks are but like it's three bordering on a four that's a really strong card so yeah, I gave it a four. I think this is fantastic. And I guess another hot take here. I think this is low-key probably one of the best cards of this set. I really think this is amazing. You're putting a body with an effect that we've seen other decks use, like Nature Studies and you know some of those studies cards that discounts your next thing. And putting it on a solid one-cost minion that I, I feel like is just amazing. You can use it in so many ways. Yeah, I I think that there's a lot of elementals that uh, various classes are going to run, and so getting those out a turn cheaper or 
making this could potentially smooth out the curve when you're trying to do the elemental shaman thing. Uh, if you have the one into the three, it suddenly is a one into a two. So you keep that going. So there's a lot of a lot of a lot to like about this. I gave this a strong three, but it could be a four. Uh, next up is Lushwater Mercenary. <laughs> nice, clever. Two mana, three, two Murloc. This is Battle Cry. If you control Murloc, gain plus one, plus one. Uh, you're running this in your Murloc decks. And uh, so, so it and it it's probably fairly decent there because you tend to play Curved Stone with your Murloc deck, so you probably have a minion on board. So you're probably getting this as a two mana four three, which is pretty solid. So I gave this a three in that regard, but it probably overall I gave it a three as well. Solid Murloc. Yep, I also gave it a three. Seems good. You want to be running this if you're on a Murlocs. And speaking of Murlocs, the next one we have is Lushwater Scout, a 2-mana 1-3 Murloc. After you summon a Murloc, give it plus 1 attack and rush. Love it. Rush seems really good. And adding attack, I mean, you're basically getting, uh, shoot, what's the uh, lackey that we're using? That's the goblin lackey. Thank you. Yeah. This is, you're basically getting the goblin lackey effects and potentially multiple times. This seems really good. But I gave it a solid three. I gave it a four. That's a stupid good effect from a deck that wants to control the board anyways. And, like, yeah, to give them first strike and getting to pick the trades, yeah, it's super good. So I gave it a four. Yeah, it helps protect the Murlocs that are already on the board by using the new Murlocs that you're playing uh, as removal. So... This isn't a turn two play. This is a mid-game sort of can keep my board so that I can go. And if you do this and then have like any, the Nofin can stop us, this could be really good. I gave it a three. Then we move on to Oasis Thrasher. It is a two mana, two, three beast. Frenzy, deal three damage to the enemy hero. Yeah, I gave that a one. I don't play a regular River Cockalisk. So, yep. I gave it a one. It's a river crocolis though with upside, so it's a two. <laughs> Go ahead and put it in your deck and tell me yes. how much upside that has. Sure. I, I gave it a two as well. I think there might be some like fringe aggro deck that tries to use this for like, you know, extra damage over the top. I don't I don't know beyond that. Yeah, you kinda want the death rattle as opposed to the frenzy. Uh, Peon is a two mana two three with frenzy that says add a random spell from your class to your hand. I, when this first came out, I thought, hey, this could be actually pretty good. The more I've thought about it, the more I've thought, hey, this really isn't that good. It is now one on my I have also list. given it one. It is a tar trash fire. Yep, it's a one for me as well. So let's move on to Ratchet Privateer, a three mana, four, three pirate. Battlecry, give your weapon plus one attack. I gave this a two. I think if you're running weapons, uh, it's like a decent body, but I don't think it's run all the time. I I gave it's it fine. three. It's got a good stat line. It's, yeah, I think it's a, it's a pirate too. That's some upside. So yeah, I gave it a three. 
Yeah, not every class runs weapons, so that makes it a little tough. But yeah, three mana, four, three, and giving you a weapon plus one, that seems pretty good. So I gave it a high two. More classes ran weapons. It would be so it. next up, we have Ra- Razor Main Raider. It is a five mana, five, six, frenzy, attack a random enemy. So it can go face. Um, Kind of fringy, so I gave it a two. Yep, it's a two, two from me as well. Two as well. It gets the hat trick. <laughs> uh, Sunwell Initiant is a three mana, three, four frenzy to gain divine shield. This is kind of difficult to remove uh, insofar as if you don't kill it, you then have to get rid of a divine shield to then be able to kill it. Uh, that said, it's still spider tank stats, and that doesn't necessarily warrant inclusion everywhere. So I think fringe play is about the best it can do. So two, two. for me. Yep, it's a two for me as well. I'm curious if people try this in like in Rage Warrior or something, but I don't know if it's gonna be good there. Uh, the next one we have is Talented Arcanist. A two mana one three battle cry. Your next spell this turn has spell damage plus two. Uh, I gave this a two. I think there might be some cases people want to try this. It's not as good as if it just had like, you know, spell damage plus two because it's only one spell. But it might see some. I play. also gave it a two. I think it, I think it's a two. I I could see classes that would want this mage kind of jumping out to me. Uh, whether it's to draw cards or to do damage, but I'm not quite sure where else it goes. Uh, second to last card we have is Toads of the Wild. It is a two mana two two taunt. Better cry if you're holding a nature spell, gain plus two health. So if you're holding a nature spell, it's a two four. I gave it a two initially. It's probably a one, but you know, it, I, I'm gonna stick with the two. I gave it a two as well, but I'm considering putting it to a three. I just That's like it fair. a lot. I I think with the, with the um the druid stuff we were talking about, you know, with like maybe buffing some taunts, I think this could still work in some aggro decks even, just as a as a good body. Uh, I don't know. I just I like it, so I gave it a two, but it might go to a three. I think nature, being that it needs to have a nature spell, makes it a little tougher because there's two classes, Druid Shaman, that immediately jump out to me. Uh, I know Rogue has some nature, but I don't think they would run this. So it feels like very niche play that this could potentially see play. So that makes it really hard to be anything more than a two. The final 135th card of Fortune in the Barrens is... Venomous Scorpid, a three-mana, one-three beast that is poisonous. Battlecry, discover a spell. So a three-mana, one-three that's got poison that your opponent is not going to want to deal with. And it discovers a spell to replace itself in your hand. I think this is actually fairly solid. And in a four-set meta, it's going to see some play. So I, gave I it also gave it a three. I agree with everything you just said. I gave it a two. I feel like this is another one that I think people are overrating. Um, but 
I could be wrong. I don't know. I just, for three, I don't really like the one three stat line. I know it's poisonous, but I think by the point you're playing this in the game, it's going to be a little easier to kill. And I'm not sure. Maybe discovering a spell is worth it enough, but. You still have to kill it is the thing. And so you have to use resources or a minion or minions to kill it. So I feel like. It can't be ignored. Again, four. Yeah, four or or five or six sets. I don't think this sees any play outside of arena. But right now, I think it could. I think it. I think it actually could. We did it. it. We did it. 135 cards. We are donezo here with this. So, guys. Oh, wow. Three and a half hours. Almost. We're we're coming up to three hours and 40 right now. So. Thank you, everyone, for for hanging with us as we got through everything here. Um, You can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com and follow our top pin tweet to join our Discord. And you can find myself at DaringAlkline on both Twitter and Twitch. And um, DragonRider, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And streaming all the way through April 6th every single day on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DK. And I'm excited for our next episode because I do have some uh, like announcement stuff. I got some cool stuff I'm working on behind the scenes that I will get to announce. So I'm excited. Awesome. And, dra- uh, and Mage, awesome. can you tell us where we can find you? Yes, I am at Major Death on Twitter, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Major Death. But I'm doing a special Tuesday pack opening stream, so I hope you come by and hang out. Go check out Dragon Rider as well, because she's going to be opening packs and playing online Yay. as well. So Go check out thank, my wonderful co- my wonderful hosts as we uh, as we move into the Barrens and... Yes, we ring yes. in the ring in the new year, year of the of Griffin. The Griffin. Welcome, happy new year yes. to everyone. And guys, thank you for tuning in, sticking out for the whole set review. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. I feel like this bomb should have death rattle. Boom. Boom.